0: Ice tea. Go acapella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill.
3: I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Of uh, the is your host, Rich Eisen.
0: Welcome to the post Super Bowl 47 edition of the Rich Eisen podcast brought to you by Chevy back from New Orleans. Pleased to be with you uh, with a uh, stellar lineup. Couldn't be more pleased to have this show on tap, uh, fitting of the final, I guess. 2012 season edition of the, the program, even though we're, we're deep into 2013. Chris Brockman, good to see you in person, sir. Rich
4: Eisen, great to see you. Glad to of, see you guys made it back. Okay? You're the mother
0: of all Ford holders. You are the mother of all Ford holders. Um,
4: Stick go, me in that foxhole and we're getting out alive. Great job on the
0: Super Bowl special. Thank you. Super job. It was a lot Bowl of fun.
4: Special. I'm glad, glad you guys liked it. And
0: Chris Law, Good to see you again. Rich, Last I saw you was uh, underneath the uh, Superdome and the Superdome tunnels. We're getting yes. set, to, set to run out on the field as soon as, uh, as, soon as the clock hit triple zeros Amongst and the, the Ravens chaos. became Super Bowl champions. I saw you in the tunnel.
5: That was, uh, that was a hell of an experience. Great game. And uh, we don't have a voice. You, well, I don't. You, you saved yours pretty well. What do you mean? But a uh, long weekend. Yeah, nuance. well, I mean,
0: it is it is a dangerous spot for a Super Bowl. Very dangerous. <laughs> but I, I, didn't, I did not set one single toe on Bourbon Street. I didn't go there. I just couldn't. Smart. And the only Super Bowl party I attended with loud, thumping music uh, was the EA Sports Party on the Thursday night with uh, with Lil Wayne big boy
5: Chris Law
4: Chris Law <laughs> I believe I talked to you both that night Yeah, yeah that was that was a that was a, uh, that was a good was a good night Excellent <laughs> Who else
0: was there Tons, uh, tons of people We there. got our photo with Bishotti, Michael the Phelps The Ravens owner was out and about cuz he was uh, he you was got, in Michael Phelps You guys both
4: told me a fantastic Michael Phelps story Yeah uh, yeah From that night
0: We'll, uh, we'll not, retell not, it Yeah we'll we'll get there eventually We'll retell it I don't know if Will we Sean it on this Sean show? Payton was there Sean Payton was there everyone was there Everyone was there at the EA yeah, Sports Yeah, Twitter party. was blowing Joe up that Buck. night. Hasselbeck, Matthew was there.
5: Terrell Owens.
0: Matthew was there. He had, a, he had a tie on. He had an Hermes tie on. It was all these H's. So I said, wow, nice Hermes tie. And he goes, look at you. And that sparked like a, was l- a little tweet it. off on, uh, on Monday night. I saw that. <laughs> where he was really impressed with my, my Hermes style. And I, I think I tweeted back to him, uh, uh, it's, it's crucial for survival in my household, as he already knows. And then Dilfer chimed in, right? Right. Dilfer chimed in saying, I think you two should continue your bromance by text, <laughs> that it's, it's getting ugly. Um, but uh, what, a, what a great week it was. New
5: Orleans did an awesome job. They did.
0: They did. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, everyone's going to be talking about that blackout forever in, in the Superdome um but what and,
5: like what what do people what do you want like you can't do anything well, what you can't you prevent want,
0: everything here, here's what you want for you the, want lights want the lights not to not go out, to go yeah, out yeah, that, that's what you want you don't want the lights to go out in the middle of the super bowl <laughs> so I, I don't know what happened who knows what happened uh the commissioner already said that it shouldn't it, it shouldn't affect uh new orleans's uh ability to host another super bowl or at least the league's return appetite shouldn't you know ruin their appetite for going back there which is good cuz i mean it, it the 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 city absorbed the super bowl seamlessly well, seamlessly To the blackout absorbed. for a
4: second let me ask you guys this cause since you were both there and in the superdome uh do you how much of a, a jive to the ravens momentum do you think that was was it the well,
0: i don't know i mean the bottom line is number one factor and bottom line is is that um after the blackout lifted yes It was third and 14. Ravens stopped the Niners, got the ball back. It was 28-6. Right. And if they had done anything with it, 31-6, 35-6, that might have been a wrap. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously the Niners got got some sea legs under them, but it wasn't as if Kaepernick wasn't able to complete any passes in the first half. And then they suddenly reappeared magically in the second half because they were able to gather themselves after the blackout. I mean, the Beyonce halftime lasted a half an hour. But the bottom line is is that everybody was viewing it as, look, everybody knew when that blackout had hit, like, look what it's going to do to the Ravens. And sure enough, it, it was didn't. a self-fulfilling prophecy as the Niners came back and had had, had the, uh, the lockout, had, I mean, had the lockout, <laughs> had, 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 the, had the Niners won, everyone would be talking about the blackout forever, that for sure. Bad... It would have been more than just a footnote. Um, but that, that was my sense of it. The, yeah. the crowd was great crowd in the stadium. Crowd handled
5: very good. Very the well.
0: crowd handled it great. You know, like 15, 20 minutes in, there were there were boos. Yeah, they went. They went wave. I did see the wave, the wave in a stadium for the first was time. was going over on for a, a while, right? Well, Ten I think minutes I, or I so. I think I
5: might have been one of the first ones to know something was up. I was in line at a concession stand purchasing a beverage, water, of course. Of course, course. you're on the and, clock. Uh, and my credit card wouldn't work. All the credit card machines went down first, so that was causing some chaos out of the concession ah. stands.
0: Well, and I mean, then it
5: went down completely.
0: You know, um, for sure, it, it was jarring was like, whoa, what had happened? Like, well, okay, there's a blackout. And 34 minute, uh, th- the 34 minutes went by pretty fast. It did go by fast. I'm sure it felt very long for CBS. Um, but it, it it sort of whipped by. But when it finally got started, it was like the last five minutes that drove everyone crazy because the lights had come back on. Yeah. And you could see that there were officials running from one sideline to another. So we found out afterwards, John Harbaugh said there were some issues with the headsets, right. which is why he when he was going berserk on the sidelines that he, his, uh, his coordinators are upstairs, and he didn't know if he could get them downstairs if there was no communication because they wanted to start play again, and he got really concerned and really anxious. Because it was
4: and, one half of the building that lost the power, right? Or was it the whole it, building?
0: It, well, it, it got dim everywhere. Okay, if, if you lights were, didn't go
5: completely, yeah, like we could out. see fine in the house. But everything I saw on TV, it looked pitch black. Yeah, it, it, is,
0: it, it looked like it looked like if half the stadium lights in a high school stadium went out on a yeah. Friday night. <laughs> but it, it, it was not suitable for play. Certainly gotcha. not the Super Bowl. Yeah, but um, at any rate, uh, New Orleans. Otherwise, you could get dinner reservations everywhere because every restaurant is awesome, yeah. right? You know, and the people there. I could not tell you how awesome they were in terms of hospitality, making sure you were okay, everybody, everybody, you could get a cab, you know, Friday and Saturday, things got nuts, but that's pretty much the way it is in almost every walking city that is a uh, a Super Bowl town, because, um, you know, or any city, actually, Friday and Saturday gets crazy, but walking cities get really congested traffic-wise. Other than any of these things, I mean, we're nitpicking now. And it
5: was seventy degrees. Incredible.
0: What
4: was the uh, What were the best things you guys ate throughout the week?
5: I got a. We we stayed at the Hyatt Regency, which is right next to the Superdome. You were at a different hotel, though. Yeah. And we had a John Besh restaurant born uh, there, and I got fish in a bag, and it was it was delicious. What sort of bag? Uh, just a just a white white bag. They come over. They cut it open for you. It was really nice. What
0: sort of, is it? Burlap? Is it? What is it?
5: Uh, like a paper bag. Paper bag. Actually, fish, fish in, in a bag. paper bag. Fish in
0: a bag everybody. But nice. to me, you know, I don't have that great of a palate to begin with. Uh, it, it just was to me, uh, just wh- all of these dishes had to be born out of the 300 years of ex- you know that the the city had been on the map. It predates, as you know, the United States of America. Of the city of New Orleans. Yeah. It just for years probably just people who were. Little hammered, just and throwing and just, stuff, in, exactly, a throwing yeah, stuff yeah. in a pot. Throwing stuff in a pot. Let's call it a delicacy. Right. Let's let's take some uh, rabbit and some snake <laughs> and a little bit of deer, maybe some duck.
4: Not deer antler.
0: Not deer antler. No. Uh, and then all of a sudden, boop. Let's just throw it in a pot and we'll call it something. Jambalaya. You know, really, uh, it just was. Why would anybody think to put out all this stuff together? To me, it's like ro- rodeo uh, stuff at a rodeo. Like whoever thought to do this? Probably just some drunken cowboys <laughs> who were staring it out out of the middle. You know what? Let's go take a rope, let's tie a and, rope, and a, right around the legs, and that's now a competition. And time it, ready? Go. Right. That's what that's what New Orleans food was to me. Just like <laughs> hey, we, uh, let's take some of this, some of this, some of this, throw it in a pot, and now you eat it.
5: You know where we did have some good food? Probably and the highlight of the one of the highlights of the trip. The
0: probably. Monday night uh, uh, party you're talking about, yes. right? The uh, the Super Bowl host committee usually. Uh, in any town holds a welcome to our city Monday night party for media members and others. Uh, this one was the best one yet. It was at Mary Madeline and James Carville's house with Archie Manning as the guest of honor as he was in pretty much everywhere we went. And that's where we shot the cold open for the Super Bowl special.
4: Which was fantastic. In
0: the actual kitchen of James Carville in their and kitchen. Mary Madeline. In a full working which kitchen. Which they were totally up for. They were totally up for all of this. The one caveat that Mary Madeline insisted on <laughs> is that we could not show what was in the refrigerator. And of course, it was, I, it was a look, mess. And then the and first I couple of edits that, of it, I didn't get that right exactly. I didn't get showed, that message. There was like a pan shot. Oh, it's great. Shot, yeah. So the
2: first
4: cut of the cold open, uh, obviously, it wasn't in the final. If At you watch it, the very it,
0: top of the Super Bowl special. Is
4: Rich looking in the kitchen, and I'm, of course, he look, he's looking in the fridge. What do you want to know? I want to know what's in the fridge, so I get a shot of the fridge.
0: Well, especially since the line that I sort of added right. was like, yeah. "Wow, James, it's sort of cute." If Your you food's ha- on the left and Mary's yours on know, the right, so I was like,
4: "Cool, it'd be nice to." see That and so I get the first batch of notes back from, from Rich. It's, Mary Madeline said, Do not show, do not, sure. do not,
0: do not show, show her do cheese or milk or dairy <laughs> or anything. I mean, you know, so if uh, you missed
5: it though, yes, it's available on iTunes. The full video now, how do people um, go to that? Uh, if they go if they just go to the iTunes page and you search um Rich Eisen Super Bowl special, yeah, uh, it'll pop up or the Super Bowl page on iTunes as well. There we go. It does cost a dollar ninety nine. That's um, odd. It we thought it was going to be a free thing, but this is something that's out of our control. But, well, worth it. A lot of hard work went into it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Hey, 40,
0: it to 45 a minutes, it's a great uh, job. It was yeah. fun and, and uh, uh, exciting. And then, as usual, you know, in a crazy week with the Tuesday Media Day where the Sports Illustrated story about the deer antler oh, spray comes out. Amazing. The latest example of what we do for a living and never, uh, to, to always expect the unexpected. You never know what what suddenly is going to be talked about, from catfishing to deer antlers. And then
4: Randy Moss too.
0: Randy Moss. Well, I I I said this on the air, and I'm I'm proud. It's like one of my proudest moments of the week, when Randy Moss. We get the tape. Producer gets in my ear saying, "Throw to Randy Moss tape." He calls himself the best receiver of all time. And I'm like, okay, let's throw to it. This is what he just said moments ago. And he came out, and you know how many people in the media, when somebody says something that braggadocious or something that. That Stark will say, he's crazy. Why would he say something like that? He's nuts. Jerry Rice is the greatest of all time. You know, he's so full of himself. He's crazy. I thanked him. Thank you, Randy Moss. Because we're sitting here at Media Day, and everybody spends their one hour making sure that there's no bulletin board material, that there's nothing that that anyone is going to make fun of them for. Are they saying the right thing? Certainly young guys. Randy Moss went up there. I feel I'm the greatest of all time. And he knows he's wearing a 49er Uniform and what he's saying and about who he's saying it. Good for him, man. I don't agree with him. I don't think anybody in town did agree with him. But I'm not going to be one of those media members that's begging these guys to say something compelling and then, and then rip him them for it when they do. Yeah, not me. So we did that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday was awesome. Beyonce was incredible. Uh,
4: awesome. Looks like you guys had a lot of fun with uh, everybody the, stopping by on the set. And like-
0: then Friday was in the, with the first ever joint. Press conference, you know, Super Bowl head coaches always hold one press conference. It's like either the AFC or the NFC guy goes first. Then the other coach shows up. The media takes a picture with both of them on the, each side of the Lombardi trophy. And then the guy who had just held his press conference departs to give the stage to the other coach that just showed up. But both guys did it together because of the fact, you know, obviously they're, they're brothers. That was incredible. Their 97-year-old grandfather, Joe, was in the audience. I mean, how ridiculous is that? The parents had a press conference together on the Wednesday. Just, Saturday came for the Hall of Fame. With Congrats to Sap. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know Strahan's probably bummed, but next year if he goes in in New York, New Jersey, it's sort of fitting. It'll be a homecoming. It'll, be his, day, you know, it'll yeah. be his coronation. Absolutely. And then came the game, which is always a surreal aspect when you sit there for an entire week and talk about something that it actually is happening. Yep. They finally do kick it's it kinda off. It's kind of
4: like Jim Nance said, like, look at the spectacle that leading up to the game has become, you know, right. and he was talking about his perspective on how he was going to call the mm-hmm. game, and he just said he was going to kind of tone it back, and I thought he did that. Right.
0: And uh, to, we've got quite the lineup on this podcast.
5: We have uh, we have seven Super Bowl rings combined
0: and one Academy Award,
5: one Academy Award and, and one
0: Palmed Ore, and, none, and I have none, none of, of them, those by are from us, right? None now. of those. Yeah. Four <laughs> Super Bowl
5: MVPs, <laughs> none of them are us. That was like the Phelps tweet I tweeted out. <laughs>
4: what me, you,
5: and him? Me, you together? and him, uh, The the three of us have a combined eighteen Olympic gold medals and two Emmy nominations. That's right, and it's just me <laughs> with you two.
0: <laughs> well, um, it happened uh, started two years ago after the Dallas Super Bowl where I saw Troy Aikman there, and I'm like, would you mind talking about this game? It's sort of as a no-brainer. He called it on Fox, and it was Dallas, right? So why not have him come on? Absolutely. He did. I figured last year, after the Super Bowl, why not call him again? He did it. So I figured, again, let's make it three in a row and just call, start calling it a tradition. Yes. So Troy Aikman will join us on the show. Three Super Bowl rings. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Troy Aikman. How do you follow that up? Well, Troy's got three. Let's one up. Let's go four. There's only two guys on the planet who do that. Terry Bradshaw and the guy who's going to call in right after Troy Aikman, Joe Montana. Yes, sir. Aikman and Montana to talk about what happened in Super Bowl 47, in which the Ravens took care of business early, held on late, Went through a 20-plus minute halftime only to go (laughs) kick it off, score a touchdown, play two downs on defense, and then have a blackout hit for 34 minutes. And then Ray Lewis and the defense having to hold off the 49ers inside the 10-yard line four times in a row with a controversial fourth down play that a lot of people thought was a, a hold on the Ravens' defense on Michael Crabtree. We'll ask... Troy, what do you think of that?
4: What say you about that? I said that
0: well, I say you don't you, you don't yeah, flag it's that.
4: Yeah. It's kinda like two weeks before um, Navarro Bowman on Roddy White the Well,
0: the Dion said, yeah, kind no, the same thing. don't tell Niner fans that. Don't tell Niner fans that that, yeah, they that, they that they didn't have a flag called on them that Falcon fans are upset about. Right. The thing that started off the whole Matt Hasselbeck
4: exactly. tweeting well, that,
0: between me and him last night is somebody, somebody sent out a meme of him sitting there saying, you know, Niner, hey, Niner fans are think that the refs cost them a Super Bowl. How cute. Which Truly is something that sounds like Matthew Hasselbeck would say. <laughs> okay? But don't tell Niner fans that. They don't want to hear that. They just want to think, you know, and if had there been a hold, you know, they could have been able to run the ball, force the Ravens to call timeouts. But even if they did score right there. Still a lot of time left. You know, they had, they had a buck 55 and two timeouts just to kick a field goal. You know
5: what play no one is talking about in the whole game that could have ended up being a big thing was the fake field goal. Well, I mean, we were talking
0: about that the whole second half, you know. And that was the first ever fake field goal attempted in Super Bowl history. It was
5: a great play, too. He was so close. He was.
0: He was. But so uh, Lewis and that defensive stand closed it out, uh, except for the fact that they had to run a few more plays. And who was the guy who took the Ravens home? Was it Ray Lewis? No. No. Was it Ed Reed? Nope. Was it Flacco? It wasn't. Was it Ray Rice? No. Was it Anquan Bolton? It wasn't. Was it Bernard Pierce? I don't think so. Was it Justin Tucker, their kicker? It, it didn't look like, like you're it. you're alluding to something. In yeah. the year of the punter. I was on to something, guys.
4: By the way, and... In the and year of the punter. The team who donned all the shirts.
0: All 67 of them. Sam Cook.
4: By the way,
5: can we take credit for the Super Bowl win? Sam Cook? Yeah, we, we we gave them the ultimate podcast bump. Should we get a ring or something? Maybe Chad Steele needs to get uh, up. He
0: took the safety. By the way, great safety taking.
5: Oh, he killed for kids. What? For kids. Eight, for kids who wanted seconds? to learn how to,
0: how do you take a safety if you're a punter? Textbook safety taking. And Then a nice uh, boomer. Yeah. I mean, you know, what if what if he had what if he had. Put it off the side of his foot, sort of what he did to start the avalanche of uh, points against them for the 49ers. Yep. After the 49ers scored, they got three and out. Then our boy shanked Sam it, shanked it to Kim, nice who had a return inside the twenty, and yep. that's when they boom, boom, and they were back in the game. Uh, if he had done that, could have gone out of bounds right around the forty. Could have been a Kaepernick sort of uh,
4: hail mary. He's or, got or, the arm strength. Or? Well, I,
0: you know, certainly would have tried that because Acres, as we all know, is a little yippy. But it was the punter in the year of the punter. Of punters or people too, still can go to punters puntersorpeopletwo dot com to get your t shirt.
5: We'll be getting was some extra, extra purple ones. In was, there
0: maybe we years. should. The punters wrapped it. Punter is the one who wrapped it up.
4: We probably should get some purple ones. That's a pretty good idea.
0: So being at the game as Chris Law and I wa- uh, were, and uh, you had the benefit of 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 being here in Los Angeles. We don't watch the game.
5: No, I have a Tivo. I'm going to watch. You it have
0: tonight. a vote. I I didn't see the game, so I figured we need some help on on bringing me up to speed about what was good or bad about watching this on TV and even our coverage, all coverage, leading up to the game. So I got the bituation back. The bituation. Academy Award-winning director, Steven Soderbergh, who's got a movie coming out this Friday called Side Effects, which is outstanding. I have seen it.
4: You've seen it? I have.
0: It's really good. Nice. Now, later on, I'll let him... I'm not going to sit here and tell you what it is because he's the auteur. It's his movie. It's his baby. And he, you know... He is di- one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. He is he, he he's one of you know how I meet some people that are just operating on a different plane, <laughs> right? But you know it, it's not like they're they're crazy and can't talk to you like a human being, right? Like two people or like we're talking to each other. Uh, he's just he can do that obviously. But he's on a diff- He's just on a different plane. He just sees things through different. That, well, that's why he's Steven Soderbergh, right? And um, he's a fan of uh, of sports TV, baseball more than football. Just not to out him or anything like that. But he loves football. A uh, Baton Rouge guy, at any rate. Who better to tell me what was good or bad about the broadcast? The commercials too. Yeah. uh, Then an Academy Award winning director. A movie that everybody should see Friday opening called Side Effects. Jude Law, Rooney Mara. Yes. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Excellent. Who's on top of her game. Let me put it this way. Was she in New Orleans? She was not. Okay. But uh, she's in this movie. Channing Tatum. He's everywhere. Actually, Olivia Munn of Magic Mike came on our set. She was in New Orleans. She came on our set. She was there.
5: She presented, I was backstage at Honors, and she presented with Drew Brees. I was just going to say,
4: did you guys have fun at the Honors? It was great. I was
0: backstage doing a couple things before the show, and I saw Montana chatting with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Favre together, all three of them. Wow.
4: (laughs) Wow.
0: All three of them just Wait, a,
4: could you see the broadcast? Did you guys watch the actual show? I
0: was in the audience for the first 45 minutes. What did had you had think whole,
4: of that uh Favre-Rogers together? It was great. The it whole
0: was thing was really great. Good. Actually, uh one, one of the lines that I gave to Jack Burdett, because he came and watched games with us during the playoffs, I think Championship Sunday, I gave yep. him a line. And I'm like, feel free to use it. He used it. Well. He used it. What was it? The line was, uh the only thing more imaginary than the Jets offensive package for Tebow was Manti Teo's girlfriend.
4: Yeah. Nice. That's great. Nice. Yeah, and
0: he, he workshopped it. He punched it up. It was much yeah, crisper yeah. and better. Yeah. But he I, wrote it down. He actually flipped over one of the pieces of paper he had on and wrote it down. I'm like, feel free to use it. But uh, I want to ask Montana what that conversation was about. Because you can't walk up and go, hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> Having fun? <laughs> How's your weekend? You know, it's one of those where you see going on and you just like n- take note. That's cool. Right. That's awesome.
4: Maybe get a picture. I'm wondering or what or...
0: Aaron Rodgers must be thinking, right? Because there's Favre. We all know what was going on with him and Favre. But that's his childhood Childhood idol. idol.
5: That's Montana. Montana,
0: That's everybody's childhood idol, Joe Montana. Did you notice uh,
5: during the broadcast that Favre was seated with Leslie Frazier and behind Adrian Peterson, not with the Packers contingency too? Which you know, oh, I didn't what know was it? Con- what what uh, Clay, oh, Clay and, Aaron. and Aaron and you know, uh, I guess McCarthy wasn't there. But
0: oh, was contentious. There were two guys. Just
5: an, just an interesting note, though. You mm. know, where were your
0: seats? Latex. Uh,
5: I was I was <laughs> wandering behind, and then I was up in the Latex rooftop says, balcony. Once I went yeah. went to a seat, but it was a great week overall.
0: But so, uh, like I said, Steven Soderbergh will join us later. Can't wait he's for that. Really, he's just the best, as you remember from uh, from this podcast. He has since. Um, you know join twitter as at bituation so we're a factor or at least we attempt to be or, or
4: we act think like we are we think we're factors <laughs> on so many different levels
0: <laughs> um so uh, go see his movie side effects not yet because we've got a lot to get to starting with back-to-back championship hall of fame quarterbacks i know jim nance did uh, some masters promos calling it a tradition unlike any other but i would disagree with that because uh this is a tradition unlike any other third straight time now third straight super bowl in which uh the uh person who comes on this podcast to break down what we just saw is troy aikman and i believe troy that's a tradition unlike (laughs) any other would you not agree
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's unlike any other. Uh, it's just <laughs> it's just which one the people prefer. Yeah, well,
0: I prefer this one because it's yeah, all about me. Of you course. Know? And you work with Joe Buck. It's it's all about Joe. as hey, well, you know.
1: I'm, hey, I'm used to uh, working with you, kind of guy. You know? <laughs> what can you say? I lump
0: myself in with Joe. I don't care. <laughs> so, what's your first blush reaction to what we just saw on Sunday night, Troy?
1: You know, it was just kind of a bizarre game. Uh, You know, I think most people would would feel the same way from, uh, you know, the way that it started to the start of the second half and then the power outage and the way that it ended and, you know, a lot of of things to discuss on a lot of different levels, you know. So, you know, I like the fact uh, that the Super Bowl games, at least for the last several years, have been really good. You know, there was a time when they weren't. But, uh, you know, it doesn't make it any easier for those teams that don't win.
0: So let's start, I guess, at the end. Uh, Do you think that was a penalty on the fourth down chance, Kaepernick flipping it up to Crabtree in the end zone?
1: You know, I I did not, Rich. And, uh, you know, watching it in real time, you know, I thought there was clearly contact, but not – I didn't see anything, you know, dramatic to – you know, that made you think, you know, wow, there should have been a penalty there. And I think in that situation you're not – it's got to be really blatant you know i mean i think that maybe in the regular season uh maybe at a different point in that game maybe you get that call you know i think then you would say okay well then you should get it at the last play of the super bowl but that's not the way that it works i think these i think these officials uh they don't want it to come down to a penalty that wins or loses the game for one of these teams and you know so when i saw it at first blush i said wow that, you know that was a there was a little contact but i think it was a clean play a good no call and and then when you slow it down and keep rewatching, watching then you then you can say, okay, there's a little, you know, but I, I, I didn't see enough there to warrant them making a call.
0: What do you think of the entirety of the play calling once they had uh, uh, first and goal to potentially win the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, it, it, to me, it, it's really one of those situations to where what, what I've learned both as a player and then certainly, you know, as an analyst is, You know, when the plays worked and the calls were great, and when they don't work, then you open yourself up (laughs) for second-guessing. You know, I mean, so they come out, they get down there, they throw the ball, it doesn't work. Hey, how come we're not running the ball? And, you know, that's what they should have done, and there's no guarantees that that would have worked either. So, you know, I I, I understand it. I think Greg Roman understands it as well, that because they failed to score, then, you know, it it takes a a little closer look as to what took place. But, you know, I think Greg Roman is outstanding, uh, has been throughout the year. Some I I have heard here in the last two days, I've heard some say, hey, you either give it to Frank Gore or, or you give it to Colin Kaepernick and you run the ball. Well, you know, they did give it to Kaepernick. You know, I mean, the ball was in his hands, and, and, and there are a lot of people, I think, that had they have handed it to Frank Gore, you know, each time that they would have been saying, hey, you know, how do you take the ball out of Colin Kaepernick's hands? So... Uh, I I just think it's one of those situations that because the end result was they didn't score, that everyone thinks they should have done something differently.
0: Yeah, because Gore didn't touch it at all. I mean, the first, the one time they ran it was to LaMichael James up the middle for two yards. And the whole concept that Niner fans are saying is if they did call the penalty in the end zone, which uh, you say wasn't the case in all of our panelists after the game, Irvin and and Dion and, and Falk agreed that it wasn't a penalty. That would have set them up shop with a fresh set of downs. Yeah. They would have You know, the Ravens would have had to use timeouts, et cetera, et cetera. So had they even used Gore once, the Ravens might have had to burn a timeout and <clears throat> would have placed a lot more uh, pressure on Flacco's shoulders should he have had to win the game as opposed to the punter having to win the game by just – Given a good punt, you know what I'm saying. That I think that's yeah. part of the second guessing.
1: Here, oh, sure, right? and I, I think that there's, uh but I think there's a lot of, you know, you can look at a lot of different situations in the game, as is the case in every game, and and say, well, you know, wow, if we'd done something different here, or if this had been, you know, uh, if if this had been a better outcome, then then things would have been differently. And hey, I, I, I know that uh, San Francisco yesterday, today, throughout the rest of this offseason, for for. for for the rest of these players and coaches' lives they're going to be thinking back to this game and you know what they could have done differently to have won because there was a lot of opportunity there for for them
0: what do you have you ever had in any situation in a game forget about it the big situation the big game where you had to stop for half an hour have you ever had a, at any level of your football playing life troy
1: yeah i can't recall as a player now <laughs> You know, you mentioned Joe Buck when we came on the air. We had a preseason game in Tampa Bay, to where, you know, we had a power outage, uh, and and there was some lightning in the area. And so, you know, all of a sudden, now we were we had power in the booth. So, you know, we had to vamp for thirty minutes, which, uh, you know, I didn't enjoy, nor did our viewers. You know, (laughs) so that's why they turned off. But no, not for a game. I've never had that I can recall a situation to where you had to just stop playing. now this is coming off of remember. That in the Super Bowl the halftime is extended, so yes. it's a different halftime for these players and coaches when you do get into the Super Bowl. So they had just come off of that, then they open up the second half. Of course, you get the big return by Jacoby Jones, and then all of a sudden now you've got another delay. Uh, I mean, clearly when you go back and you evaluate all that, it, you would say, well, it benefited San Francisco. W- w- you know, would it have been the same had there not have been a power outage? You know, I don't know, but uh, even with that. You know, I wouldn't use that as an excuse for Baltimore and why San Francisco was able to get themselves back in the game. Even, even before, you know, I had a I had a party here at my house. Had a lot of friends over. In fact, the new uh, media star, uh, Rich Dalrymple, was here. And, you know, I was I was talking to him, and I said, you know, the one thing I've learned in, in more than when I played. I mean, it was this was not the case when I played, but recently because of these offenses and the way they throw the ball. I've seen it as a broadcaster too many times when teams are down by a significant amount that it's amazing how many times these players get back in it and make the game interesting. So I I never questioned that at some point that game was going to get really good, and in fact it did.
0: Yeah, I mean, because after the delay ended, it was third and fourteen, which is one of my favorite tweets that I saw. Somebody <laughs> tweeted out, "You never give Jim Harbaugh thirty-five minutes to plan for third and fourteen. You're asking for trouble, you know." But it was third and fourteen, and the Ravens did stop it and did get the ball back. Right, and they were up twenty-eight to six with the ball after right. the blackout. They went three and out, and that is when the ball began to get rolling. For the 49ers. So you could make the case that the blackout was not really uh, that effective, but everyone was thinking that at the time. And had the Niners went, won the game, I think that's what we would all be talking about that right now, as opposed to being, you know, a quirky footnote or a disappoint, the only disappointing aspect to, to the New Orleans experience of the Super Bowl. This would be far huger yeah. if the 49ers had won that i I,
1: I, I agree with that. I think, I think there would be a lot of it, you know, <laughs> as, as Ricky Ricardo would say, you know, you've got a lot of explaining to do, to so, you know, I think that, you know, certainly uh, a lot of people would have been put on notice, and, and this week would have been very interesting as far as, you know, I still haven't really heard exactly what the explanation has been uh, on what took place, but... You know, yeah, there's no doubt, that. Uh, but, but having said that, as I just mentioned, I, I really believe, and we've seen it, we, you know, we saw it in the championship game uh, when they were down 17, San Francisco, they come back, and uh, you know, I think most teams, especially most good teams, and clearly when you're playing in the postseason, you're a good team, you know, they find a way to, 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 to get back in it, and I think San Francisco would have done that regardless.
0: What, what did you think, the, what did the Ravens do in the first half? to um Kaepernick in a manner that we had not really seen done to him in a way except for Atlanta's first quarter performance I guess in the NFC championship game to go up on the 49ers so soon what did what did you see
1: yeah well you know what, what what I saw through the masses at my house was you know that they like Atlanta had done a good job of making sure that Kaepernick wasn't going to beat them on the edge, you know, running the football and then keep him within the pocket. And I think that's the way you have to do it. And he certainly, you know, has a great ability to throw the football, but, you know, make a quarterback one-dimensional and a guy who can really run don't allow him to do those things. And so I thought for the most part they were able to do that. And then he wasn't as sharp early uh, in that game as, as he has been other times. And then, defensively they you know it really had been the story for them uh in the postseason you know when we had had them they'd been so good throughout the year defensively but they had struggled in the play in the postseason games uh in in the both the divisional game early as well as in uh, the championship game and then again against the baltimore ravens and it just proved to be too much to overcome
0: where do you place flacco now where do you place him? Well
1: I will tell you Rich I've always thought he's a really good player Uh, you know another guy in that same draft class Matt Ryan I think is an exceptional player as well I like you know that situation for Joe Flacco was almost impossible for any quarterback I don't care who you are especially if you're a rookie quarterback to go to Baltimore five years ago with that defense and Ray Lewis being a bigger than life character and being able to just go play and then whenever you lose yeah it's going to be put on the, the offense's shoulders and this year they needed him, they needed that offense, and, and they delivered. And, you know, it takes, I think, you have to, you know, and he's won in postseason, and that's the thing about it, that I I was really proud of him and happy for him, I guess, going into the Super Bowl, that finally he's getting some recognition for all the good things that he's done, not just this year, but in other years, to win as many games on the road as he has now he's got a Super Bowl under his belt. He's going to get paid a lot of money, and rightfully so. He's still a young guy. We hold these guys to, to, to much different standards than when I played. Here he is, just finished his fifth season. He's now won a bunch of postseason games. He's been in a bunch of championship games. He now has won a Super Bowl. Uh, I, you know, I put him, you know, up near the top. Uh, I, you know, certainly, you know, do you put him in the category of an Aaron Rodgers or uh, you know a Tom Brady, a Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, those type guys? You know, maybe not, but I think it's just because he hasn't gotten as much exposure in those big games, so we haven't seen as much of him. But when he's on, he's as good as anybody in football, and uh, he's proven that.
0: But he has nine career postseason yeah. wins in terms of being in a big spot. That's as many as Peyton Manning. That's more than Drew Brees yeah, I think he has as many, and Aaron Rodgers, and he has as many rings as, as all of them right now.
1: I think a, I think it's, I think a, a lot of it. I think it's two reasons. One, I think because I mentioned a moment ago, people viewed his success really as a product of that defense, and they haven't given him, you know, a lot of credit. And even in Tom Brady early in his career, really for all of us, you know, early in our careers, you know, yeah, you rely on the defense more, you rely on the running game more, and and Tom Brady is doing far more offensively, you know, now than he ever was doing when he first came in, and that was the case with Matt in Atlanta that was certainly the case with Joe Flacco uh so i think that hurt him because that defense was so good uh and then i think just his personality you know i mean it's just uh he just go he he has a workmanlike <laughs> attitude just goes about his business and and i think because of that people have kind of overlooked what he's accomplished
0: yeah and after the game we had him on our post game show and we tried to you know Get it? He he was feeling. He was feeling his oats. He was feeling it, you know. Like he said, he's going to stick it to Bashadi and that he told him that that he's going to do that now. And I asked him, you know, like you know, Ray Lewis said, "You're the general." Uh, Would you agree with that assessment? That you're going to this is your team now with Ray gone. And he said, "There's no question. I'm going to be the leading this team into the future." But you know, then he went into the aspect that it was a close knit team. Right. But now, now I guess we're going to see now that he's got the ring under his belt, he's going to get paid. What what? what Flacco's future is going to be without Ray Lewis being yeah. there, as you say, the face of the franchise. Yeah. It's a fascinating aspect. Well it
1: is. And and uh, <clears throat> I do know this and 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 you know it as well, Rich, that when once you've won a Super Bowl as a quarterback, you know, you look at yourself a little bit differently and everyone else looks at you differently. You know, and the commentary on Joe Flacco has forever changed. You know, it it's not going to be as I've heard so many say, well, you know, I really want to see Joe step up, you know, and take the team and put it on his shoulders. And, you know, in that moment when they really need him, well, he's been doing that. You know, I mean, you don't win as many games as he has. You don't win in the postseason, uh, you know, being a bus driver in this in this league. I, I've never believed that. You don't win in spite of your quarterback. You You win – you know, in a large part because of your quarterback. And uh, so, uh, you know, now when people talk about Joe Flacco, they're going to be talking about, you know, all the good things that he's done, how he performed in this postseason, did not make any mistakes, did not turn the ball over, didn't have the interceptions, uh, and won four playoff games. You know, I mean, it's not easy to do. And so I would expect him to come out next year. And, you know, this is the other thing that I really believe, too. It happened with me. It's happened with the other quarterbacks I've seen in recent years. It's amazing when you come into the year following the Super Bowl how much confidence you have and how much confidence your team has that I would expect Joe to really light it up early in the year. You know, some guys are able to carry that throughout the year, but... Uh, I would expect him to play exceptionally well early in the season, so those fan- those fantasy owners, uh, don't be afraid to go out there and pick up Flacco, at least for the early part of the year.
0: Well, I think people are going to be jumping on Kaepernick first, and, <laughs> and, in, that, and in that respect, before, we're going to talk more extensively about the 49ers with, uh, with my next guest, Joe Montana, in a second, Troy, but I do want to hit it with you before I let you go, since you're going to be... Calling probably a, a large number of San Francisco Forty Nine er games. I imagine they're going to have a lot of late windows on Fox yeah. coming up in twenty thirteen. What do you expect to see from Kaepernick moving forward?
1: Well, I, I expect to see tremendous growth as he goes into this year. I, I, I feel that you know, having been the starter, you know, now for half the season, and and then the experience that he gained in the postseason and to to, to play in the Super Bowl, and very easily we could have been talking about him, you know, being a being a world champion, that you know, next year the starter throughout the off season, uh, the things that they want to do offensively, and being able to work on those things throughout, uh, I, I expect him to, I expect him to play well, and uh, if not, even better than he that he did this year, which is saying something. But uh, I think he's got a really bright future.
0: And uh, lastly, you made reference to the new sports media star, Rich Dalrymple, yeah. a longtime <laughs> VP of Media Relations, Communications of the Cowboys. He was with us for a couple on Media Day on NFL Network and on uh, the Commissioner's State of the State Address Day, the final press conference of the coaches on Friday. H- how was he able to fit his head through the door to come into your Super Bowl party, Troy?
1: How was well, he able to do that? it's never been easy for him anyway. You know, I mean, we had to kind of, uh, you know, grease the door jams and just just kind of work it in <laughs> flow, <laughs> you know. I mean, hey, he's part of
0: the leopard. pop paparazzi now, man. He's part of the paparazzi now, I told That's
1: him. That's right, yeah, he's a media star.
0: Look out for that. Uh, well, Troy, listen, I really appreciate the time. What What do you do now, I guess, essentially? I get that question all the time, but I got, I have the combined Free Agency. Yeah, you don't work. Time, your
1: your year's never over for yeah, me. Right. I've got young daughters, 10 and 11, and I get a chance now to watch all their games. I've always gotten to go to their practices during the week, but now I get to be in the stands and watch the games. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just spending time with them.
0: What sort of dad are you? I mean, uh, I watching these games. What What What, what are you? Uh, well, I'm traveling. What, how, I'm, I'm no, gone no, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm saying, what sort of dad are you when you're in the stands oh. watching these games? Are you with a vocal dad? Or no, are you the Are you, you the know. stand back dad? Or what, I, are, uh, what type I of dad are you in the stands?
1: Hey, I, I ask three things of my girls, and I, yeah. and I say, hey, you're gonna you're gonna listen to your coach. You're gonna give great effort. and You're gonna be a good sport. You know, and if you do those three things, uh, the rest of it takes care of itself, and you'll never hear me say a word. And and for the most part, they do that. I don't say anything at the games. You know, I encourage. I did coach uh, practice a couple of times, and and I was really worried. This was several years ago that uh, the team kind of started to see, and my girls saw, you know, a little bit of the competitiveness and fire that I had as a player, and it just wasn't good. And they, they really have not seen the volatility that I have. So... (laughs) <laughs> I, I I don't coach. I just I just stand in, or sit in the back row of the stands okay. and uh, clap a lot.
0: And then and then do you, do you pull the ref over after the game? No, or, no. no? Never I, once, you know, never. I just
1: stay. Uh, com- I let them do their thing. My parents never were vocal when I was growing up, and I okay. really did appreciate that. And uh, I've taken a cue from them.
0: You just send Jerry Jones in afterwards. That's what <laughs> you do. You send, you send, you send <laughs> Jerry's it. just going to r- drive the bus in and take care of business. <laughs> That's basically how it works. All right, Troy. You take care of yourself. Okay. Thank hey, you. Thanks always again. A
1: pleasure. See you, uh We'll do this next. Year.
0: we'll do this after you do the uh the super bowl in new york city you got in new it. jersey on fox thanks troy Hi, my man you bet that's troy aikman three-time super bowl champion and pro football hall of famer breaking down super bowl 47 in his usual spot all right now joining me here on the rich eisen podcast presented by chevy is a four-time super bowl champion only two men on planet earth who could say that about himself also a three-time mvp and also a star of a Tide commercial during the Super Bowl, none other than Joe Montana. How are you, Joe?
3: I'm doing great, Rich. How about yourself?
0: I'm fine. How many Super Bowl commercials does that make for you? Is that possibly your first? Uh
3: well, I don't know. You, you might be right.
0: <laughs> I love that. So <laughs> so many achievements that you don't even know if that's your first Super Bowl commercial. I love that Joe Montana. I love but it that. Was yeah, it was a fun one. It was a fun one. Where basically you're you're uh, you're there uh, needing a, a to get a stain out or something like that because I I uh, cool. watching the game at the stadium have not seen it. Yeah, you, no, know I mean? you know
3: what happens is there's a it's um uh, it's kind of kind of unique too in a way because they they got a little play in for both teams mm-hmm. which is unusual in, in those commercials. But yes. uh, there's a guy who's been uh, wearing my jersey to watch the games. And he and his buddy and, and he gets a food stain on his up in his left shoulder and the stain ends up looking like me. And so it's his like favorite thing and it's it's uh, his little superstition that he wears and he gets all kind of fame from it and uh, he has it up he puts it up in this glass enclosed thing to hold the jersey and then um, goes to get it down to wear for the Super Bowl and it's gone. And he asks his wife where it was, and she goes, "Oh, I washed it." Oh, boy. And he goes crazy because the stain is now gone, obviously, because Tide mm-hmm. gets all, all the stains out. Yes, it does. So he and uh, she turns to the camera and says, "Go, Raven." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So it's, uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty fun. There you go. And uh, yeah, so if anyone else hasn't seen it, they can get to it. Um, they can uh, through Facebook. Uh, Tide's Facebook page. They can, they'll there'll be a
0: link to it. Fantastic. You know, also, youtubecom slash Tide Laundry if they want to see that commercial, which is what I'm going to do once uh, once this thing's over. Because, like I said, I'm I'm in the stadium. I don't even I don't even see any of these commercials. And later on, I'm going to have yeah. uh, uh, Academy Award-winning director Steven Soderbergh tell me all this sort of stuff. I figured I got to go straight to the Academy Award top
2: of the food <laughs> chain for that
0: sort of thing, Joe. Uh,
2: so, what do you think yeah, of the
0: it was game? Funny. Sorry,
3: say that again. I thought it was pretty good game. I, you know, I just you know, Forty Nine ers is at some point in time there you're going to quit spotting people a bunch of points in the beginning. You know, you you can only do that so many times as and you know in the, in that type of game, I, I forgot I saw a stat somewhere that the first team that scores wins some crazy amount of, of times and I can't remember what, what what it was now. But uh, you know, you you you, you them what did they what was it 22 or 20
0: it was 20 years? yeah it was 21 to 6 and then 28 to 6 so it was a 22 yeah. point lead at its at its crest during the super bowl
3: yeah it just that's hard to do you know i don't care what how good your your team is that's hard to come back from and especially in that type of game and you know you're playing a pretty good team on the other side so um uh, but they, they they fought it back and had an opportunity to win and you know, just
2: couldn't get
0: in the end zone. Right. Um, and Kaepernick knocked you out of the record books in the Super Bowl, Joe. I don't know if you remember Oh, heard that, I know.
3: Right? It was like a 15-yard run or whatever that was. 17. Yes.
0: You had the previous longest touchdown run by a quarterback in Super Bowl history with a mere six-yard scamper That's back right. in the day. That was, that was a sprint, too, man. <laughs> which, which Super Bowl was that six-yard run?
3: I think it was, I'm going to guess it was 84. Mm-hmm. I think. Because I remember running and diving in the end zone. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, it was, uh, I know it was a long run too. I was
0: tired. <laughs> and Kaepernick makes it look easy. What do you think the, I just asked this of Troy Aikman, what do you think his future is going to look like immediately and long term? Uh, certainly with an offense that a lot of people are wondering is sustainable in the NFL anyway.
3: Well, I think one of the things about it is, you know, like himself and RG3 and, and, uh, uh, Russell up in Seattle, oh, they also can throw the ball. I, I'm, with Colin, you know, I haven't seen as much as you know traditional drop back and throw that that running ability that he has has really gotten, if you notice, guys are wide open. And you go back and look at a lot of the throws that that uh, Flacco made, and he was in the tight coverages. So I, it, it's just a matter of if something happens where he loses his legs somehow or he can't always get out and run, you know what will, what will that play look like when you don't have to defend the run? Because you notice against when RG three couldn't run um, there in that last game, even though he was uh, he was hurt to a certain degree, they, the defense plays a little different. You know, you don't have to kind of respect that as much. So it'll be. I'll be curious to see. But he's playing really well. I mean, if that offense can stay like that, and they got a pretty good
0: shot. And uh, has he has he become folklore already in the Bay Area, Jill? for the 49ers
2: well
3: I don't know people are early to jump on those things and you know he's only played half a season so I think next year will be a good tale for him but definitely he's taken over can...
0: what was it like for you to see the 49ers back in the Super Bowl because it, it was sort of surprising to me you know obviously remembering your excellence and your run and, and Steve Young in the early 90s uh, after you had uh, gone to Kansas City, it was surprising to me that of of the Patriots, Ravens, Falcons, and Niners, the one franchise that had not been to the Super Bowl the longest was the Forty ers and that was sort of that <laughs> was know. sort of nuts to me. But it's the truth. What was it like for you to see them back on the biggest stage of them all?
3: Oh, I thought it was good. I thought it was great to see them there. You know, they they had a great year, and I you know I don't think there were many teams. Um, uh, That you know had a shot to beat him. Atlanta obviously did, but uh, um, their defense was good. They they got a good running game, and you know uh, Crabtree started coming along, and you know Vernon Davis has just been uh, a stud for a long period of time. But uh, and he had another good game, so. It's I think it's I think it's they may be back, I don't know if they'll make it all the way to the Super Bowl again real fast, but I uh, somewhere down the line, I think they'll be back there pretty quick.
0: when I saw you in New Orleans, the the red carpet the night of the n f l honors um it yeah. seemed like it, New Orleans had gotten the best of you by that point, Joe uh oh, you know
3: one I, mean, it, one, it can... one, I thought Vegas was bad, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was typically you know my wife came down. Yeah. So otherwise, I, I typically wouldn't have been out on Bourbon Street. And, and, you know, I have a son who's down there. We brought a couple, uh, two couples with us that actually they gave us a ride down the back. And we just, I would get done working at night, and then we'd go down to Bourbon Street for a little while. And, whoo, man, it was tough duty. <laughs> I didn't know having fun hurt so bad.
0: <laughs> it's a marathon, not a sprint, when you go...
3: New Orleans well, Joe. I tried, man, that but that the problem was I always had something to do in the morning that's what killed me. If I could have oh. slept, that'd have been better,
0: but why? yeah those early call times <laughs> will get you you know i I had one oh, at no. s- <laughs> as you s- know s- super Sunday, I had one at six a m that was a that was a oh. an awful turnaround, I must say oh. yeah, I was playing hurt just a little bit on Sunday, just a little oh, bit, yeah. not too much because I you know I had to focus and I oh, knew good my players day play hurt is that what I yeah yeah I, so I was one of them but we're so bourbon street so so if just uh, any niner fans strolling down bourbon street say on friday night during the super bowl they had a chance to turn around and see joe montana reveling just
3: yeah, like that thurs, is that true thursday and friday we were down there we I, we kind of strolled a little bit and then we found a place to you know bury ourselves and dig in for a while <laughs> <laughs> and get out of their race so and then saturday I, I, we just we just uh ended up uh, staying down at the, in our hotel. it okay. We took a walk by Bourbon Street. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was shoulder to shoulder. That was, that, was, that was off the chart. I wasn't heading into that territory.
0: Yeah, it's like a mosh pit. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I, and there's a lot of people on Bourbon Street at night who probably the next morning need some Tide, if you think about
3: it. <laughs> I guarantee you.
0: <laughs> oh, God. You know, they need their Tide to get, so, you know, Hopefully they brought an extra change of clothes, but um, <laughs> uh, they might need they might need that sort of stuff. Uh, before oh, I'm I, sure be- they did. Before I let you go, Joe, <laughs> uh, which quarterback in the NFL? Two minutes to go, no timeouts remaining. Who do you choose right now? Current active quarterback in the National Football League. Who would you choose uh, for a guy to go down the field and get a touchdown? Can't settle for the three. Gotta go get the seven. Who do you choose?
3: Mm-hmm. I, you know it's, I, I'm just going to go back to the old school and take Peyton Peyton Manning yeah it was between him and, and Tom but Tom Tom didn't get done late this
0: time so I'll have to give it to Peyton so were you surprised when Peyton Manning took knees at the end of uh, the regulation of his playoff game this year with a couple timeouts yeah,
3: left? I was very much so but
0: I think he's gonna be fine though. I thought so he's a I always forget how big he is. He's huge. He's, he's huge. He's monstrous. He it was him I know, but, it was him it was him, Aaron Rodgers and Favre all around a yeah. table behind the scenes at the NFL honors. And um and you, you were talking there too, right? Weren't you back there with that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was, what were you yeah, talking so, about? May I may I be a fly on the wall there? Were you talking to Favre and Rodgers at that table back there? What were you talking oh, about? Oh, they were giving...
3: Everybody was giving somebody a hard time, <laughs> talking neck surgeries and
0: <laughs>
2: right,
3: uh, old comebacks and
2: <laughs>
3: and uh, uh the, the, I don't know just a little bit about the game too, a little bit about what was everybody was looking forward to seeing and what they thought, which all was about the same. Nobody cared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my Cause, gosh
3: cause they weren't there That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh joe you're the best man all right so go to youtube uh go to the youtube page tides youtube page or tides facebook page to see the um the, the super bowl commercial that you were in what is what? what's the next uh few weeks look like for you joe what do you what what is what does joe montana's life look like right now go oh i've just
3: bowl. been i'm tra- doing a couple speaking things around and uh other than that, just been working on some internet stuff. That's um, a couple of fantasy games that I'm talking about doing, and okay, uh, so uh, hopefully I can get them ready by next year for okay. the, start of the season.
0: Well, let me know, however, this podcast can help, Joe. We're here. We're here to leave people in a better spot than we found them in. Okay,
3: <laughs> I appreciate it, and you always do.
0: Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. Thanks for calling in. All right, one and only, Joe Montana, right here on the Rich Eisen podcast, brought to you by Chevy.
4: You know, I got a lot of uh, late-night phone calls from you guys in New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, you J- did. Joe sounded like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> did he? Really? Because Joe, sounded, Joe uh, sounded a little banged up. I Let's mean, be honest here.
5: Yeah, Joe had a rough he, – he definitely did not sound like he was wide awake. He enjoyed himself. Josh
0: Charles went to the, um, the post uh, party for the Ravens, as you might imagine he oh, would yeah. have. And he uh, – I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this – texted me from the set of The Good Wife Tuesday morning hating life. He,
4: there's no way hating he knows his
5: lies. life. There's no way.
4: Well, Josh had been tweeting on Tuesday. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, what, was it Tuesday morning or was it Monday morning? It was Monday morning. Cuz Tuesday Monday morning, he t- t- was he was he had to go right back on the good oh. wife cuz these guys they work you know for these shows 6 7 days a week. Right. For him to get to the Super Bowl on a Saturday morning, he had to blow open a hole in his schedule. I'm sure it halted you know I mean?
4: production, right? Well,
0: I don't know. It depends on how things fall. Maybe. Sometimes they could shoot him out first, then they shoot the other scenes without him. But they were I'm sure they said to him, "We can Saturday morning's fine, but you have to be back right by Monday." And I know, you know, Sunday when that thing ended, that party had to have sun had to be coming up when that party ended, There's without no, a doubt. No he,
5: doubt, he couldn't have slept. And right? then
0: I don't think he. I mean, he. He was hating life Monday morning.
5: Yeah, I saw him, too. The but, thing he wanted to talk about at honors was the our, our league, which we'll announce the winner later and yeah. stuff. But uh, he was still stoked. He thought he had a chance to win that.
0: Well, and all because... Somebody guilted him taking to take in Flacco. Flacco, the, him the Flacco. And when right. I guilted him to take in Flacco, I did not think in a million years no he'd be the shot. Super Bowl MVP. No shot. But, Which, that it would all wind up with him being the Super Bowl MVP. Because he was Bowl all MVP. in
4: on Peyton Manning, and it was like, come on. you're not He gonna, was going to take Peyton Manning. Right, you know, come on. You're not going to take your boy. He's like, mm, fine. Oh, he
0: gets so upset when I remind him of that because he's like, you know, but I took uh, all these other guys. And I texted you before the Denver game. We've got a real shot. I think we're going to win. And then you, you, you know, uh, then you keep throwing Flacco back in my face. You know, these oh, guys don't dude. like being reminded by guys. No. I mean, these hardcore fans don't like being reminded that they weren't completely ninety nine percent all in on every facet of their fandom. It's amazing. But then he said, "Screw it, I'm going to take Flacco." Yeah, and he did. And we'll find out if he if where he finished. I didn't finish very well because I don't think I, I honestly because of the hundred hours I forgot. I think I forgot to even fill in. The Patriots that I <laughs> that I got bounced because <laughs> I, I went you all in out. You after out. after the the championship game after the uh, divisional round I I went all in thinking it would be a Patriot nine right. Super Bowl right, by just th- choosing only them me too uh, but I did have Ray Rice still and he fumbled again yeah man that was
4: not not a good postseason but
0: for uh, but you watched the game where did you watch the game from? edit three here edit at network three, here at the network as Chris and I were were uh, all over the place inside the building yep. yeah um, and uh, I was watching at the NFL Network. Sweet, if I must say so. Yes, and into which, right before the kickoff, walked Paul McCartney.
5: Yeah, you showed me that picture. And I game. didn't tell
0: anybody. I didn't tell anybody because I'm like, there comes Paul McCartney. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting to. We're going to rush out on the field, to get ready as soon as the game's over. There's Chris Law. Look, were you wearing a suit? Yeah. Yes. Zapper, right? you have to, yes. He was wearing a suit, which means I didn't recognize him. I called <laughs> up. I called up the picture that I. I snapped. This uh, is
5: like with like thirty seconds left in the game. I handed my cell
0: tunnel. phone without word, and he just looked at it. And you saw a picture of me pull my car.
5: I almost took a picture of your picture <laughs> <That's and laughs> in my phone. It was just he rage. was totally into in it, cheering for
0: both teams. At any rate, I, I mentioned this for two reasons: one, to merely name drop, of course, um, and then secondly, to say again, those of us in the building, we don't we don't see the game, we don't see the broadcast, we don't see uh, the commercials. So, as I said at the top of the show, once again to fill this role of de facto, and well not de facto, he's the official sports TV critic of of the Rich Eisen podcast. Of course. None other than Steven Soderbergh. Let's get to him. As I said at the top of the show, uh, when you're at the Super Bowl, um, as I unfortunately have been able to do the last 10 years, I don't see the game broadcast, so I need help. I need to know what happened. I need to know uh, what commercials were good, what was good about the show, what was not good about the show. And, um... Of the 164.1 million record people who tuned into Super Bowl 47, I decided to dial up uh, the bituation, as he referred to himself the last time he was on this podcast. The Academy Award-winning director Steven Soderbergh joining the show. How are you, Steven?
6: I'm good. Uh, one ground rule, though. Yes. I know when I'm on the show, uh, we uh, we refer to uh, me as bituation, but yes. when you and I yes see each other in real life yes. I need you to call me by my rap name, and what is that <laughs> um, dry ice
0: <laughs> okay dry ice uh is outside of the parameters of the show uh and is there a is there um a story behind dry ice at all or uh just in general
6: he's uh you know he's uh he's telling stories uh from the street <laughs> or or the Starship Enterprise, or
0: something like that. That's yeah. that, that's yeah. what I always think of when I think of dry ice. I always think of like whatever planet Captain Kirk used to land on. It always seemed to seem to have dry ice. I don't know why that's. Well, what I think and of the
6: it. important thing to remember about dry ice is there's actually nothing there.
0: What do you mean? There's nothing
6: there. Well, you can't grab it. There's nothing. It's sort of, it's it vaporizes and disappears. It has no. It has no lasting effect. Has there been
0: any any dry what was the last, have you ever used dry ice in any of your uh, any of your films, anything that you've ever done?
6: No, no, not yet, but that's uh, part of the new uh, the new career. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward, dry ice is that, that's the future of Steven Soderbergh.
0: I had no idea. That's yeah. pretty, that's awesome.
6: I, I this is a I'm busting it out. We're for you. breaking
0: news. We should call Mickey Fink like right now. <laughs> Don't you think? Get her on the <laughs> have to try iceness of it all. So I honestly have no idea what you thought about the Super Bowl, what you thought about the broadcast, what you think about TV sports in general. So how do you want to work this, Stephen? Do you want to just... Well,
6: first of all, you know, I I love the fact that that every year the amount of foreplay that goes on prior to the game just gets heavier and heavier. Um, you know, I wonder sometimes if we're all gonna. Peaked too early, but uh, I, I was uh, I was excited about the game. I was looking forward to the game, so you know I felt there was a good a good story behind it, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. And so you know I started um, I started sort of checking in on you guys about two hours and forty five minutes out. Yeah, to see what was going on. Now how much? How much coverage did you, how much live coverage did you guys do before the game?
0: We did – we came on the air, well, at 7 a.m. Eastern time. So the game kicked off oh. at 6 <laughs> – oh. you and me both. Well, actually, I didn't start the 7 a.m. I did the 9 a.m. Eastern, which was really 8 a.m. in your native, Louis, uh, your native Louisiana. Right. Um, or, and so that was 8 a.m. Um, – so I did 8 a to about 330 p.m. And wow. that was just th- that day, I mean, if yeah. you want to talk about foreplay um, uh, we we were I, I got there the Sunday before and started doing television just uh, tuesday
6: and but we just, right, and you had your specials and all that yes,
0: I did have my special yeah uh, and but the question is is which which of the storyline you were were you sick of any of the storylines were you
6: well here 's the thing I mean I have a general i 'm not a big fan of the family storylines, meaning any, the, the parents, the in-laws, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of this stuff. Um, for the simple, I find it sort of filler, because I want to know stuff about things that are directly connected to the game on the field. Right. And so Ray Crean, you know, not interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And even the parents, to a certain extent, you know, I feel like I want, to hear, I want to hear from the players. I want to hear from people connected to the players. I don't care if it's the guy who cleans the footballs on the, on the arena floor. I don't care if it's the guy dragging cable for the steady cam opera. I want detail about what happens on the field. Right. And so this stuff to me, you know, I just, I mean, it was, it was the Harbaugh chant yeah, reminded me that we have a chant uh, here. Yes, um, that where we go. Who's got it better than us? And the answer is Rich Eisen. <laughs> um,
0: then you're on mass, right? Everybody says oh, yeah, that together. Everybody,
6: everybody. Yeah, on sort of um, on cue. Okay. So it was kind of interesting to hear <laughs> that sort of echoed. Um, but you know, but I thought. One of the things about – I've decided that the Super Bowl party cams and the bars, this has to go.
0: Okay. That's this the first is what, order this business. Is what you
6: need, this is what you guys need to do is, is sort of set up a contest. I want, I want a camera in somebody's den, mm. like, a real, like a real fan. Joe Blow. Yeah, who has all his friends over, and you talk to his wife and his kid. And like, you, do, you personalize it. You know what I mean? The problem is it's just like a wall of screaming – people i i want to i want to know what super fan dude th- what food did he order you know how long did they prepare for this does the family think it's a pain in the ass or are they into it like i just pick one guy or one group for each team right you know but personalize it like go into somebody's house
0: and and just uh they, and come they, back to it you do, know like do, do they know that the camera's oh yeah, there yeah. no you've set okay. the whole thing up you've set you it up talk, yeah Cause I just yeah. thought it would be like a big, or is it like a Big Brother thing where we just see them in their own habitat? You know what I'm saying? No, I think
6: you go. I think you the, you go. You have a couple of cameras there live, right. but then you've you've shot material or you've interviewed you know the group, whoever's house it is, mm-hmm. to talk about you know why do you do this every year? Do you do it? You know what's your pro- you know I want to I want to hear more about how people you know everybody we know goes to. Super Bowl party at somebody's house. Where did you go? Yeah. Where was you what where, you uh, I stayed at home. Just at where home? I could be, no, yeah, I can't. If I'm not at home, I can't get the proper medication. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you were one of the portion of the 164.1 million who were, who were medicated for this game is what you're
6: saying. It, yeah, I mean, all all, uh, all stuff that you can get um, you know, with within arm's length of the law. Of um, so it was all... It's a controlled environment. It was, all, it was all totally cool. So it was just you and your wife? There was nobody? Did you, yeah, did you... no, it's just uh, Jules and I watching. Uh,
0: okay. And then... Um, so you... then,
6: I, then I have a note here. For, it says uh, from the If You Say So department Okay. Um, that Brett Favre yes. claims... Not to know what a podcast is. I
0: had Rod Woodson on my podcast last week. I don't know if you know, I have a podcast, Brett. Did you know that? Um, you, no, you don't know, know
6: what it. a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> but you right you, I, will, you will, will have by, it you today, will. by the time you leave. But knows, how to, knows how to take and text a photo from his phone to somebody else's phone. So you say
0: phone. I, I guess his, his limita- there are limitations to his knowledge
6: of technology. It, well, you know, people do what they want to do. So <laughs> I, I what
0: would uh, you take out of the whole Farvness uh, uh, outside of that? Do you think Do you think he would have a career in broadcasting? Because if he, the minute he says yes, it would be a feeding frenzy.
6: Well, it depends. I mean, it's it's he's is he? I think like ready to to give a, a top flight full on job right now as a as a color analyst. No, but he could be. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he needs to. He needs to. He needs to work at it. He's not. He's not somebody like, you know, Collinsworth, who's sort of just steps right. You know, the guy just went right into the booth and was great. Right. You know, I mean, I don't think he has that sort of innate skill, but he knows a ton. And and if you could get it out of him, yeah, it could be good.
0: What other notes you have there on your? Uh, uh, let's see. What else you got?
6: What's interesting? You know, what what's interesting was watching coaches. Coaches are really good interviewers, I think. Which one? Well, hard, well Jim. I mean, uh, Jim, the, Jim.
0: Jim is not so much. I mean, Jim. Uh, John is great. Jim is a different. No, I mean, as out.
6: interviewers.
0: Oh, interesting. What do you mean by yeah. that?
6: Well, I think they. I think they have a really good. I, I thought the 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 Billick interview was was really well. I think they ask questions that aren't typical, even for you know, a seasoned journalist because they know the game. So I thought what was interesting was when he was talking about getting the truth out of players that mm-hmm. you can't help them if they won't tell you the truth about what's going on with them or what's going on with the team. And it reminded me of the more interview with Michael Vick you know, where he said, was there anything I could have done? And he said, no, you know, <laughs> right. I didn't want to tell you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, nobody could have helped me. I didn't want to, nobody knew, you know, and I, I just, I think that's a, I love that kind of stuff, sort of, you know, getting into how coaches, well, this new Tony LaRusso book just came out, One Last Strike. Right. And there's a lo- lot of really, really good stuff in it about how he approaches managing and how he and his coaches personalize their relationships with the players and really fine tune according to each of their personalities, you know, how much they're sort of in their face and how much they're not. And when they talk to them and how they have a group of players that are sort of co-leaders that they go to, to monitor how things are going and that they expect to give them information. So I love all that stuff because the, 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 the sort of, Emotional makeup of the team and the chemistry is so important.
0: Yeah, and and uh, these guys, you know, like we we sometimes send Mariucci to interview uh, other coaches, and we just thought it would be really cool to have Billick talk to his predecessor too, the yeah. guy who, you know, when Billick got bounced, this was the guy who came in, and they both, you know, now they're both Super Bowl winning head coaches for the Ravens. So there's all sorts of stuff like that.
6: Yeah, well, that was the, yeah, that was a great matchup. Which when, uh, speaking of Mariucci, I have a note here that you might want to work out. A trial separation between Steve Mariucci and caffeine. <laughs> he,
0: you know, we, we did have a lot of coffee.
6: <laughs> we did. Well, by the time I tuned in at two hour t minus two hours, he yeah. was he was like coming out of the TV.
0: Yeah, we were we were all just at that point in time. Just at that point in time, you entered the slap happy portion of everything. No,
2: absolutely.
6: So did you and see?
0: Did you see your Magic Mike actress, Olivia Munn? Yeah, with us? You I hear
6: she's really crazy. Is that true? <laughs> you tell me. You tell me.
0: You got to spend some more time with her than I did. I just got the fifteen minutes. That's all I yeah, got.
6: No, she's very sweet I, and um, and smart. Like, yeah, she can she can she can handle herself.
0: Yeah, she di- She definitely can. I mean, I had her on the podcast before too, and I knew she'd be really good. And she
6: came uh, on. One, look, if the, if if you guys did one thing and one thing only, yes, generating an image of Michael Irvin mm-hmm. brandishing a severed. Nine-inch red foam finger. If that's all you did, then it was worth it.
0: Sap. For those who I, am,
6: I cannot unsee that. <laughs> sap
0: grabbed the uh, the foam finger. I don't know where Irvin did that because to predict the game, no, he, he, went- he
6: brought the sap, grabbed the thing, but only got the, like the big, large finger. Yes, <laughs> it's it was it, it was.
0: I don't know where Irvin so went. Like the le-
6: director cut away from it so fast <laughs> because he knew all of America was you know but there was enough
0: for, there was enough for a screen grab though there was enough oh, for a screen yeah, grab oh yeah
6: clearly because clearly. I, I, I sat, if irvin
0: went uh, lee corso on us he went props to pick the game yeah. and he held up the red foam finger to say he was going to vote for the uh, uh predict the 49ers and sap grabbed the finger or just gra- just took a, his big paw and took a swipe at it and only got the the finger part of it and handed it back to irvin who who did
6: in fact brandish it for yeah for, that's the word that's he brandished it. For uh, several
0: uncomfortable seconds. <laughs>
6: so you yeah. caught that. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, then, and, and, then, and the, other, oh, the other thing I thought yeah. was interesting was um, that, that Darren confirmed what cognitive scientists have been saying for decades with these lab tests, which yes. is you feel the pain of a loss more than you feel the joy of a gain. I thought it was interesting when he said, I'd rather not make it to the Super Bowl than get there and lose. And lose I thought it was really interesting.
0: Okay. that was yeah, I mean, we've heard that, that, and that's why a lot of coaches retire, is that they get to the point. Uh, Vermeil told me this, Jim Moore Sr. told me this, that when you coach for a long time, the losses linger far more than the, the wins actually overjoy you. Yeah, and at that point, well, that's, when ta- that's when they know to that's when they know to
6: tap out. It's it's true in every walk of life. If that'll make them feel better, but is that what I, happened
0: with yeah. your with your your last few movies? Is that, uh, that
6: well, I'll tell you what. You know, a lot of people they talk about, oh, that's so you must feel so um, happy. You know, the year of traffic at the Academy Awards, and I have to remind them. You know, I also lost. Yeah, for Aaron Brockovich.
0: That's sort of, so, you're sort of like, that year, you were sort of like the Jack and Jackie Harbaugh. One's going to yeah, win and really, one's yeah. got to lose.
6: I know. And people forget about that. But, uh, you know, still, it still does linger. It,
0: <laughs> years from now, it lingers that you won for one but lost for the other? Yeah, absolutely. Don't you wish you had spread it out over a couple of years? Uh, yes, but, it, it, you know, you can't control these things. You, as coaches say, as you know, I've told you before, uh, when we were hanging out as just me and dry ice. Yeah. Um, that, that's one of my favorite coaching cliches is you can only control what you can control. And that's you couldn't true. control that. You know what I'm saying? Um,
6: I have a note here. The Wendell Pierce stuff I thought was interesting. Okay. I always worry about how New Orleans is portrayed because I feel like it's sort of – when you do, like, live shots, it looks like District 9, you know, because <laughs> people are just kind of going <laughs> – Bonkers, and and I and I, and again, it's not just how people who come down there and shoot it portray it. It's often you know how people from New Orleans portray it. You know, I just uh, being from Louisiana, a lot of times I have very mixed feelings about how the city's sort of coming across because it's a very complex, fascinating city. It's really not like any other city in the country. That's true. And and it's but a lot of that is is you have to go out and find it. And I liked Marshall. Going out and visiting, you know, where he grew up. I was a little, I was bummed that he didn't, or if he did talk to anybody, that it didn't make the show because I'd love to have seen him talk to some people. Um, but I thought it was nice that he went out.
0: Yeah, and his high school's wiped off the, the map. Katrina wiped his high school off the map, and, right? And and but he was grinning ear to ear all week long because the city did crush it. They did a great job. Yeah, it seemed like it. And then of course comes the blackout
6: during the game hey you know well we'll uh, we'll get into that but oh, okay. um so then i switched over to cbs when when you guys are legally kicked kicked to the curb <laughs> yes. um let's see i have a note here what's going on with dan marino's voice sounded like he'd been doing a lot of screaming or something prior to the show
0: well i'll tell you what um <clears throat> Stephen, it, there are and but i'm not no, saying you're supposed to call me dry oh, i'm sorry well dry or habituation here i'm sorry i'm totally confused your habituation here, dry ice when we're just outside of here, and then... Or,
6: no, well, you can call me 30 Cent.
0: Okay, 30 Cent. Um, here's the deal, and I'm not saying this is that, that Dan Marino did this or not, but there are, during Super Bowl week, some people in our media who go out after they've punched out uh, the clock and hang out. They revel, and all really? super yes all super bowl parties have either live performances or blasting music that you just stand there and all you have to do is you have to have a conversation go within millimeters of someone else's eardrum and yell yeah and that will that'll play with your voice and you could oh, tell no, you could tell which guys on in our industry are hooting with the owls and which ones are are not and i don't know if i'm not saying that's what dan did but um, no, that's a sounded, supposition. No,
6: sounded like, it sounded like that, that he'd been, you know, but I, I don't know. I don't, this this will never make the show. This is too scandalous, what you're describing. No,
0: go for uh, it. So. We don't edit anything out here.
6: Okay. All right. It's all on you. Um, <laughs> I have a note here. Is Clay Matthews lip syncing? <laughs> what made you wonder that? I don't know. I just, I just, it seems, something seemed, I don't know. Okay. Something, something seemed, seemed a little off. Okay. Yeah. Um You know, again, the family, the the talking to, I thought the contrasting Harbaugh-Kaepernick stories were interesting. Uh, I really liked the Kaepernick idea that family isn't defined solely by genetics. I thought that was a great story. The Harbaugh thing, all I could think of was, wow, all, you know, three male football coaches in one house. This could be the most intense sitcom (laughs) ever. (laughs) H- I, hanging with the Harbaugh's? is that what you would call yeah, it? Or whoa, whoa—that's <laughs> that's it. That's, that's a tougher. Would
0: that be a multicam or a single cam?
6: Oh, I well, think multicam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought your guys that your sort of your version of Super Bowl memories, I thought was better than the CBS version. Right, thank you Their, for that. Theirs was like too busy. We will rock you's not fresh. I don't know why you're using that. And at that point in the show, you know, we're getting close to the game. Again, I want some narrative. I want some more narrative detail to to sort of prepare me for the game. I don't want a bunch of highlights. You know, we're we're watching a game that we're hoping is going to generate highlights. I don't I don't need to see a recap of the last fifty years. I want to I want to I want some more information about what's about to happen. Okay. And and I don't like for these team intros. Uh, the intros. I don't think making the players try to act is a good idea. What like did they do? Them, I
0: didn't see this. What did they do?
6: Yeah, they do that thing where they're just saying it's all about today and they're, you know they're they're, getting, they're feeding lines to the players to to sort of say on camera and i just feel like that's this is not what they do to introduce them you mean you know they just they do those shots of them like standing there like holding the trophy and right. and, and they're just sort of spouting these cliches about winning it what should what should they what should they what should they, well,
0: they shouldn't do any what should say what should say i oh, know i mean if you they had if you let's just say if you were to, to I'll, say say. I'll throw it's this on if you right you now
6: to interview them and talk to them and oh. let them speak as themselves i see because i was about but to say if, to make them actors
0: i was about to say you know? if you had lines to give them what what, um, what would you have them say if you had to if if, if it came on high well, that, from,
6: that's what i mean is i'd sit them down and i'd interview them and let them talk in their own words about what what it means to be there, which is what you guys did. That's what I'm saying. Got it. Okay. Your guys' Super Bowl memories thing was like them speaking their own words, and that was great. I really liked it, and I liked that you sort of spread them out as interstitials. I thought that worked really well.
0: Okay. I will pass that along.
6: Um, I realized in watching the pregame that I, I actually like America the Beautiful a lot more than I like the Star-Spangled Banner, musically, that I think it's a better song. Um, and i also think we should all be voting for a new national anthem there's nothing that says that this thing that was written 200 plus years ago has to be sung for all of eternity and that we could have a national poll to come up with a new one
0: but i think i think people find the um, you know the the history of it it's 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 a tradition
6: well let us have it yeah um, i know but i don't know I've, I've heard it we've all heard it a lot <laughs> Um, OK, we're going to keep hearing it. So, yeah. all right. i um, have not uh, very mixed feelings about dragging the Sandy Hook kids out uh, I, that I'm, I'm not I, I don't know. I'm not convinced, uh, although I, I, you know, I guess we could ask I'm not convinced that's that should necessarily be them being hauled onto national TV to sing is part of the healing process. Maybe it is for them.
0: Yeah, I, it, but, it definitely was.
6: Okay, it good. Was. I, you know, what, just watching it on TV, it felt odd. But, you know, it might have been, you know, what, I might have been too drunk at that point. What do um, you think
0: of Alicia Keys? Uh,
6: yeah, great. Although, again, I don't know that that's a song that should be sung really slowly.
0: Right. So you're saying if you sing it, just sing it like, you, you don't want to have, I'm sort of going back and forth. You're just like, you don't want to you want to hear something else, but if you do hear it, you want to hear the same thing.
6: Well, Done I the just, same like way. I said, I don't think it's a, musically, I don't think it's a great song. And, and so I feel like it's a hard song to sing. It's not a fun, you know what I mean? It's, yes. No, nobody likes singing it. It's really hard. Like as
0: Beyonce, you know, would, uh, with the whole inauguration scenario yeah
6: and so i just feel if you're going to do it then just get in and get in and get out and and when she started in on a very very slow version of it i thought wow this is going to be slow right um so let's see still think the red zone should be red but they haven't taken me up on
0: yeah that's still a great idea i mean but you just would you would you
6: i do i'd key it i would key it i wouldn't paint the field
0: no, but you would just key it, but any time for the entire time that they're in there, or just yeah, show yeah. it?
6: So you'll always know, like, oh, there it is on the left part of the frame. You you wouldn't,
0: know, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't find it annoying, like it's third and goal, and suddenly the field is red for the last five minutes? You would just key it in and keep
6: it there? Yeah, I'd okay. just keep it there the whole game. Sure, let's, you know, let's try it. Um,
0: Speak well, you know, while we're on it, the subject of, of red zone. Just get off the topic for a second. I know. What do you think of the uh, the red zone itself? Watching games via red zone. Oh my God! Season? It's fantastic. That's that's the best. Is that how you watch your games on Sunday now?
6: Uh, the, the last few weeks of the season, yeah. What do you this like is, about this it? This is ma Well, it's just you know, it's all the. It's sort of like um, on certain sites that are restricted to people over eighteen years old. Um, you know, they have. Uh, Clips that are sort of highlight reels, I would call them, and um, <laughs> it's kind of like that for three hours.
0: <laughs> now, do you, uh, do you, you watch uh, the NFL Network version of it or Directv version of it? Uh, NFL have? Network. Okay, so Scott Hansen,
6: the yeah. uh, the host. Oh my God! The, what this guy has to deal with, this is unbelievable. I, I don't know how he keeps it all together. This is like trying. To, this is like trying to sing the Star Spangled Banner while somebody throws frozen oranges at you. <laughs> Like how how he keeps this these plates spinning is unbelievable. <laughs> he is a plates he is a first rate plate spinner.
0: He is, yeah, he's you're right. Great. Yeah. He's great. And but he's built for it. We we like to say he makes coffee nervous.
6: Yeah, no, exactly. And and he has to, you've got it. That's the dude you gotta be. But I I'm a huge fan of the red zone. Okay, good. All right. So what other notes do you have on the game well, broadcast you know, itself? Nance Nance and and Sims. Sims, you know, a lot of discussion about that. They, look. They're fine. They're just not bold. Like they're never. They, they don't make mistakes, but they never surprise you. They never make you laugh. They never. You know what I mean. And so, if, for a game like this, I mean, for my money, John Gruden is the best color analyst okay. going right now. Like his calling of Kaepernick's start last fall. You know, the big one on on Monday night. Yes. Um, yeah, that was against the Bears. His yeah. first career start. His calling of that game was extraordinary. At one point, he goes, i He goes, "I can't believe how many looks they're showing." He goes, "Do you understand how hard it is to practice this many new plays in a week?" He goes, "This is." He goes, "I can't believe what I'm seeing right now." Right. I thought that was really fascinating, and he's just that. And he's, you know, he just says what he thinks. If he thinks somebody made a bad play call, if he thinks a ref made a bad call, like he just says it. And and the, you can feel that that, that these two guys are, are are sort of keeping it keeping it reined in, no rough edges. You know, it's very, it's just very you know solid, but but sort of very conservative.
0: Yeah, Gruden is himself. I mean, when he was with us, uh, when I was brought, when we did, I did drafts with him, a couple of NFL drafts and some combine stuff. Off camera, as he's talking, he's slapping the guy next to him on the arm. Like he's talking to him, like he, he basically like using the back of his hand and hitting him on the arm while he's okay. making his point, and jumping out of his chair, and that's what he's doing. I've asked Toriko how many times does he hit you during a broadcast, and he said he loses count. Oh God, he hits him all the time.
6: No, but he's he's so good. He's so he, he can he can go in for the micro. He has the macro. It's I think he's very very good, and and I couldn't help but sit there and think, wow, I'd really love to hear this guy's. You know, running commentary on this game. But, you know, from a direction production standpoint, I mean, these, the folks that put this stuff on are just extraordinary, the way they keep the pacing up. You know, this is the thing, you know, about every sport but soccer as far as television goes. Yes. In all, in all the other major sports, you can, during any kind of downtime, be going to other stuff and the problem with soccer is the, the sort of boring bits are happening all the time like you can't, you can't cut away because the ball's moving around and stuff. and and what you when you watch a game like this football game like they they just keep there's just no downtime they're constantly bringing stuff in showing you stuff again camera's always in the right place they always they always have the it's it's unbelievable what they're able to do so
0: you, you appreciated uh, the directing and the producing? Of, oh, yeah. Of the no,
6: I, I, I felt, you know, I, I, I watched and I was like, you can't fault the, the production itself. Like, the, these people are so good at what they do. My only, literally my only note was on some of the sort of wide diagram replays, I felt like when they, when they were getting to the point of the play where they really wanted you to focus that they should have done that you know they should have zoomed in cuz they'd stay wide and you'd be he'd be talking about something that was going on in a certain portion of the frame and it was so small you couldn't see it
0: hmm. so maybe in the future so if you could make a technological advance it would be on these slow motion replays well they can do some... it
6: i've seen i've seen i've seen everybody do it they have they have certain cameras up that are that are really really high res so mm. that they can zoom in right. without degrading the image and that that's what i was looking for here is just when when somebody ran a sweep to the far side and he's talking about a block and, and, and the thing is, you know, one twentieth the size of the frame, you just want to be able to zoom in. Enter. Well, it just,
0: you need to have someone in the truck, I guess, listen to what the analyst is saying and then have an ability on the spot, regardless of which camera they've already loaded up for the replay to zoom in on that.
6: Oh, yeah, they can do that. They okay. can do it. They can launch a rocket from those trucks. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable the technology they have. Uh, the halftime show was bananas. I thought that was very impressive. That's.
0: Uh, it, I thought it was the best one I've seen in the ten years that I've yeah, done this.
6: Yeah, it was. What was great about it? It didn't feel like a halftime show. It felt like a concert.
0: Yeah, it was. It, it, it looked
6: felt like, like it, you it, were watching the last, you know, twenty-five minutes of one of her concerts, and I thought she was possessed. I yeah. thought she was great. She
0: was, and and the amazing thing is when you're there watching them put the stage together in the eight minutes it, oh that they have God. in which to put it together. And then, and then suddenly it's gone. Ten minutes. Like if you went to the restroom and got something from the concession and then bought a shirt and came back, this, the field would be completely empty again. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
6: How no, they it's, it was, I thought, really, really impressive. Um, and then the course, you know, the lights went out and I realized, oh yeah, it really is District <laughs> 9. That was Crazy. I got to tell you, it no. Was what was nuts. great was like it was, for me listening to this. It was like dealing with an airline or with a director of photography that you're fighting with. This <laughs> 15 minutes thing is so hilarious. To me. <laughs>
0: well, I know about the airline thing. I even said that to John Harbaugh yeah. after the game when he came on when he was bit out the uh, the NFL official. I said you looked like I feel or want to act. When I keep being told that my delayed flight was going to take off momentarily, yeah, you know that's the way I felt. But what oh, do you? What,
6: it was a total no. They were totally they were totally doing that. I just thought it was in, on the world's biggest stage that they would be giving us the fifteen minute hand. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious.
0: Right. Well, CBS got uh, of the review that I, I read one review in the Times because I wanted to keep myself completely fresh for my conversation with. Uh, with bituation, mm-hmm. aka Dry Ice, aka Thirty Cent, um, that they, that CBS got hammered for their coverage during the blackout. What what was your thought as you were well, watching it at God, home? God,
6: you know, I, I I don't know. Honestly, it's there's just no good version of that. I don't know how you're supposed to vamp for that long. You know, it's different baseball fan. Like if I'm watching a baseball game. They can just put on one shot of empty seats with rain and the tarp, and I'll just stare at it, you know, Right. while I wait for the game to come back on. It's, it's a sort of different – it's just the, uh, the metabolism it, 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 for the fans in the middle of a Super Bowl. I mean, I can imagine the, the panic that was going on. I, you know, I, I don't know what you do to solve that particular – black swan event you know in the middle of the biggest TV show of the year well, I really especially don't.
0: since the Nansen Sims mics went out yeah and then I know for a fact when I'm doing Thursday night football games when we're done with halftime we go back to the green room and just sit there you know and hopefully grab something to eat and fight off fatigue I'm sure I don't know where the CBS uh, crew their studio crew was They they had to be in their green room and they had to have Scrambled the jets to get them out there, and Boomer Sisson was doing the radio, so he couldn't come down because the elevators were out. Somebody was definitely right. stuck in an elevator during that.
6: Well, you Superdome. could tell when they came back that, that, that Nance and Sims were were tired. <laughs> yeah. uh, they got they got reactivated when San Francisco started to pick things up, but you could you could tell they were kind of just just beat. You know, how did it look it,
0: like on television to you? Is it?
6: Did it, it look... was great for a while because it looked like there's this cinematographer named Gordon Willis who shot the Godfather movies, mm-hmm. and for a while the Superdome looked like it was lit by Gordon Willis. It was kind of <laughs> great. You can't play in it, but it sure looked cool. Yeah, well, um, and then and then uh, uh, and then the... it came back on, and it looked like a ninety-nine cent store again. <laughs> um, which reminds me, I'm not. I'm from Louisiana. Not a big Superdome fan in general. I, I, it's, it's a holdover from that era of like giant, impersonal, you know, venues. And I, to me, it's like watching a, a football game in the lobby of the Marriott. I just <laughs> find it just—it's it, just there's nothing really distinctive about it, other than the fact that it's just the biggest thing you've ever seen. It is
0: monstrous. It is big.
6: And yeah. and um, you know, I and guess the it... press when there's not one natural element, just like a little piece of. Sky or some grass, or yeah. when, when there's just no piece of nature anywhere, I get a little bummed out. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but you know, so then the game became the game. I guess we should we should talk about the uh, the commercials.
0: Yes, go for it. What do you what'd you like? Which ones? I you didn't like?
6: think I didn't feel like there was a real uh, showstopper. Um, there were there were a couple of good ones. Um, the what are my notes here? Eminem commercial disturbing. Don't like when things that you have to eat start talking, <laughs> uh, which, you know, I could apply to a lot yeah, of Yeah, it's a general rule, I guess, right? Um, okay. You know, what's the list of... I'm always fascinated by who, who you know, who buys the most expensive spots uh, ever. And so the list here is cars, including rentals, fast food, snack food, tire companies, energy companies, finance companies, including credit and tax, but not banks, right. banks, hotels, Erectile dysfunction, cellular cable, satellite services, jewelry, men's grooming products, the NFL, including swag, movies, booze, local news, religion, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the VW spots I thought were a little weird. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about YouTube. You know, people who've become somewhat notorious on YouTube are now being hired to be in a national, I don't know. the whole And the Jamaica, Minnesota man, not sure how I felt about that uh bud and uh bex i felt if you're introducing a new you know uh version of your product that you should have bolder spots than they had something you know talk about that that go daddy spot was whoa
0: yeah i was gonna hit you on a on a couple of whoa. them everybody's talking about the go daddy spot with bar uh Raffaelli making out with uh well I, I hate to use the word nerd but that's what everyone keeps saying were you, no, just, well, were you disturbed by that?
6: I recognize that kid because he's actually an extra in a scene in The Social Network, where he's sort of very prominently displayed in the foreground of this one shot. And I asked Fincher, like, who is that guy? Yeah. He goes, oh, he's you know he's a sort of. He goes, he's an extra, but he's no, he's like very successful as as excuse me background artist um, <laughs> because he's got such a distinctive look. And he goes, we're making the movie about you know, the beginning of Facebook, and it's a computer class, and I go, wow, he really is, He this guy really pops, and then I see him on this commercial making out with, <laughs> I, that was, that was, I'm just saying, that was bold.
0: So you, so, okay, so your, your conversation with David Fincher about this guy, Kate, was born out of seeing him first in the social network, and then you recognize him in the commercial, it wasn't vice versa, where you saw him in the commercial and you contacted no, no, no. Fincher during I the game? No, no, I saw him
6: in the commercial and realized, oh my God, that's the guy, Fincher, and I. that I asked him about two years ago, just out of the blue, here he is. Um, you know, that was, that was bold, that was bold. Right. Uh, well, the,
0: certainly was the, the best gig this background artist probably has ever had.
6: And there's some rumor going around that they did many, 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 many takes. Well, wouldn't you blow? Wouldn't you blow the take just on I, purpose? I, I wouldn't suppose, you do that? You know, I. Uh, I mean, it's not, this not why, professional. This is why I'm not in front of the camera. I'm behind the camera. <laughs> okay. Um. But uh, I thought the Leon Sandcastle spot was fun. You did? You liked the Leon Sandcastle yeah, it fun. spot? Yeah, it It's.: De- De- a fun. Dion's got a good vibe. As you know. Um, what would
0: you think the- of the, uh, the, the two-minute-long Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen, Samsung spot that cost Samsung $16 million
6: to get that real estate? What would you think of that one? I thought it was too long. I okay. think they should have saved about $8 million. Okay. I thought it was funny, but there's only one joke, and, and it, just, it just went on too long. So they could have saved
0: themselves eight million. Better pacing, better, better, better bang for the buck. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. What do you think um, of the uh, the Clydesdale one that a lot of uh, the Budweiser Clydesdale spot that won many of the uh, the polls? Were the one that the the guy who took care of the Clydesdale his whole life and then went to see him in the in a parade and then the the horse recognized. Oh wow! Him.
6: I must have been uh, I must have been uh, indisposed. Adjusting my dosage when that <laughs> happened. Okay. I missed. I actually missed that one. Okay. Um, what I have to here, I thought that, you know, the, the Paul Harvey God made a farmer gets the uh, pressing our buttons award. Uh, that was pretty ruthless. Okay. I have to say, I'm not I, I'm not a fan of serious commercials during the Super Bowl. I feel like this is the equivalent of having a genocide float in a parade. <laughs> okay. It's like come on, like what? I'm. We're watching the Super Bowl. Like, why? Why, why you got to do me like that? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems weird. Um, the Coke idea was cool. I like the idea of a narrative that sort of plays out in chapters. I just didn't think the, what they came up with was was that fascinating. It was. It was. You know, it, there was nothing surprising in it. But I, I thought the the macro idea of it was kind of cool. Um, and then finally, my final note here. Yes is a question for you. Okay. Michael Irvin's father said, you measure the man by the distance he's traveled. How far have you traveled, Rich? Well, how far have I traveled?
0: Well, <clears throat> are we talking
6: figuratively or literally here? Well, I, it sounds, you know, not, since I'm not that close to Michael Irvin's father, I don't yes. know how
0: literal he's being. Okay, well, I mean, if, if we're talking literally, um, I've gone as far as uh, Italy. You know what I mean? East, west, Hawaii. Right. South would be, I think, I'll go Cancun. Uh, And north would be maybe uh, Montreal would probably be as north. That's in terms of the space on the planet as I've gone. Although flying to Europe and noticing the graphic on the in-flight system, I have flown over Godfab. Which is always the only part of Greenland that only shows up on that uh, on that
6: map on the on the, uh, the live map. Yeah, yeah, you
0: know what I mean. Like yeah. I, I don't know if they, if they pay money to the in flight system to be the only spot on Greenland that gets a dot on it.
6: It's we're getting, we should we got to google that to find out why it's so prominent. It is, but it's a th- very sort of random place.
0: So technically I've flown over Greenland airspace. Figuratively, uh, how far I haven't traveled very far.
6: I really I mean I, you I, feel, the part of me has regressed. Do you feel I know, I know I'm the, I'm better at what I do now than I was when I started? Okay. Do you feel better yes. now than you were when you started? Absolutely do. That's no
0: okay. question. I feel like I've traveled in that respect. I could handle things, uh, live TV. Like, for instance, I-, I interviewed Beyonce this week, Stephen. I'll tell yes, you this story. Yeah, some of that. Okay, so I'm sitting there. It's me, Dion, and Beyonce in three chairs. She's otherworldly gorgeous. There's no yep. two ways about it. She's yeah, like an alien creature sitting on planet Earth. Yep. And at the end of this interview, Dion says to uh beyonce let me teach you my touchdown celebration dance the two of them then get up from the chair i'm now on live tv with a decision to make do i also get up okay now the question is if i get up i'm now the white jew yeah trying to move here and this is now clearly about dion and beyonce and i would stick out like a sore thumb to the point where I might have to, based on how terrible it's going, sit back down.
6: Yeah, it sounds like a lose-lose.
0: Don't you mean? So I stayed put. Good. At this point, though, as Beyonce and Dion now step forward to do the dance, I am afforded an angle of Beyonce that, let's put it this way, uh, I never thought I'd be afforded. Right. And on live television, now have to make a split decision. Do I follow the red-blooded uh, American stuff that flows through my male body or not,:
6: Or risk getting killed by her husband.
0: Or that or, or a screen grab that all the sports blogs would love yeah. to capture. Yeah. And I decided these are, these are the live, live television moments, uh, I decided to just stay focused and move and, and keep my eyes front, sort of like uh, protecting the, 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 the queen you know the right. beefeeder like a right. and and these are the things that I don't think back in 96 when I started I would have been able to do on live tv.
6: Well, then that's yeah. that's good that, which, which reminds me yes. another live event after the show Ed Reed Yes. Now, when you know if Michael Irvin mm-hmm. is is the voice of calm <laughs> You know you're swimming pretty far away from the shore.
0: Yes, there's an undertow,
6: and that was awesome. That was how fun. he did like a Jedi mind thing on Ed Reed, and basically went, "Dude, come back to where we are. <laughs> All gonna be good." Like that, as I'm like, "Where is this gonna go?" And then Michael Irvin gets like super calm, mm-hmm. and just like. Just pulled him right back in. It was I, I. That was awesome.
0: Look who we have here, right on our set, fresh off a win on the field. He watched football growing up in here in this town of New Orleans, a Super Bowl champion,
7: Ed Reed. How are you, Ed? Oh man, for Baltimore. Oh man, I can't explain it. I can't explain it to be up here with Marshall, champion, Dion, champion. Mike, champion, and for me to be here right now, not individually, but represent the Ravens and to give God the glory, man, because we've been through a lot, you know what i mean I mean, I, I sat in my room, I ain't cut the TV on all this week just looking at that river, thinking about my brother. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, Art, Tory's brother, Chuck, little Ty, man. Everything we went through. To get this man, this like the exclamation mark on my career, and I love football, man. I'm going to keep playing this, man, but this is not about us, man. It's bigger than the game. None of us would be here right now if it wasn't for him, man. Saving us to do what he did, it's not about me, man, because I'm going to do my little part. I'm not perfect. I do my little part to help these kids. To give them the information to be better men, better young men, just like you helped me, you know. And uh, we're not perfect, so we need to stop judging each other, man. Help each other. Encourage each other, man. I know it's tough times, man, but we all go through it. We need to help each other, man. Ed, you talked about finishing it and you know and you're talking about helping the young kids which you do but I was there when you first got in the league and Ray grabbed you and brought you over showed you how to make be a great pro. Yes. What was it like tonight when that clock struck zero? Uh, What did you say to Ray Lewis? Hey for him man to him for him to walk out like this I told him Ray Lewis is football the way football is supposed to be played on and off the field He's been through a lot, man. A lot of us can't even imagine walking in his shoes, to walk in his shoes, man. And I told him he's football. I told him he's getting everything I have tonight. So no injury. All of us wanted to give it for him, man. To send him out like this, he deserve it, man. He deserved every bit of this. And to play a great football game against a great team and goal line, goal line that's defense that's all defense hats off to join our offense and our special teams in San Fran man but to end it like that for Ray that's hey man it can't end no better way
0: that was fun ed we got ed uh 5 minutes after he came off the podium and he's in his hometown his home building is
7: oh no no
6: he was he clearly was like very off the, the charts. the emotion of that and in his interview with you i thought was really good Thank i you. I thought I thought him talking about. I thought this whole thing of him saying like, "I quit every off season," mm-hmm. was really great. Him talking about just the toll physically that the game takes on you, right? And the, and that having to every year kind of make, sort of reengage again and say yes again, and how fleeting you know these careers are. Yep. And how few people make it to where he's made it. I, I thought he was really. I thought he was really sort of. Um, perceptive about that well agreed um so
0: is that all your notes Is that all you got that's uh, those that's, are my notes that's impressive so let me turn to side effects then let me promote oh yeah film, right, right which is coming out this friday in a theater yeah. near you the uh penultimate new film from you is that what that's, we call this year that's that. that is the term yes okay the second to last film for those who i don't want them to the, run the for final the,
6: day, the final film made f- exclusively for theatrical release okay
0: because your 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 final the Liberace
6: film Liberace is HBO
0: behind the candelabra that'll be on HBO yep. right? Yep. So this is the last time somebody's going to go to a movie theater of, and and see a new Steven Soderbergh film is what you're saying? Correct. Now you but you're not going to farve it here and sit there and sit on your tractor for a few years and
6: think about oh look there's a another yeah one. there's a, there's a there's a long tradition of people um, going back on their promises. The Eagles did it a lot. The Who are still doing it. Um, you know that 's true the Beatles never did it correct uh, so we 'll see which uh, we 'll see which you know which category I end up in well you 'll find yourself
0: in okay uh, and in this film in side effects um we 've got Jude Law, who was in contagion yeah um and Channing Tatum, who seems to be part of your uh i guess the the Steven Soderbergh acting troupe for this point of now for yeah like a phrase
6: yeah, three in a row three in the... a row
0: magic Mike himself. Yep. Um, a, a Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, football royalty, Rooney Mara. Yeah, in dual,
6: film. dual. She's a dual uh, dynasty. She is, <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> with the uh, the Steelers and the Giants. Um, although I think she probably she probably err on the side of Giants, right? I mean, her dad's part of the.
6: Yeah, part I would the mix think so. There. I haven't. Whenever, um, whenever I ask her about it, she just changes the subject. <laughs>
0: So you're not talking fantasy football with Rooney? Is that what you're saying? That doesn't go no, down. No, no,
6: she just won't. She won't go there at all. No. Uh, so it's it's. Really... Did you really try
0: bringing it up with her at what, some point? A little football. Actually, maybe?
6: when she um, when she first got involved with um, the project a year ago, she was at the. She texted me from the Super Bowl. Interesting. Where
0: with the Giants last year against the Patriots? Yep. All right. So she's there. She just made so me she just, was there. Just yeah. want to talk
6: about it. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's. Um, I. I. I think it's. I think it's something that she's. Uh, sort of. More amused by uh, than anything else. Right. That she sort of just happened to grow up around all this. Now, last time
0: you were on this show, you called in from the set of Contagion, and I asked you to describe the film. You called it a horror movie, and yeah. boy, you were spot on about that. Um, I still. I still have not touched any uh peanut or any unwrapped item that could be considered um i guess um a- any food group that any other human hand can touch right how would you what would you term side effects
6: well if we if we do our jobs right you will uh you know you'll you'll never look at your medicine cabinet the same way again hmm okay uh, it's it's uh it's it's you know Everybody we know is on, knows somebody who's on something. Right. And, uh, you know, this, this Rooney plays a young lady who gets onto a sort of cocktail of antidepressants that uh, creates some uh, unusual behavior. And then... Uh, uh, but this is literally one of those, it's, it's been difficult to sell because if you know absolutely nothing about the movie, you'll have a great time. So
0: let's just leave it at that. In other words, in terms of yeah, what you want I to mean give. it's
6: it's it's one it's a callback to these kinds of films that they used to make a lot, like in the '80s, these sort of psychological thrillers, whether it was Jagged Edge or Fatal Attraction. I loved for, Jagged Edge. Jagged yeah, Edge, presumed innocent, you know, that, like fun, twisty, you know, people sort of caught up in a in a in a situation, and there's you know lawyers and what do they do and all the and it's and it's you never can figure out where this thing is going and it's one of those
0: excellent coming to a theater near you on friday and then and then behind the candelabra where you you had michael douglas as Liberace, yes and matt damon is his longtime boyfriend yes and that's coming on hbo when does i think
6: everyone who saw the super bowl needs to see this
0: oh man I know exactly what you're going with that one Um, but it's it's sort of a magic a 70's magic mic in other words is that what you're going
6: yeah late 70's early 80's a lot of eye candy that's all I can say a lot of eye candy a lot lot to look at Um, (laughs) it's it's um, it's it's pretty uh, well my one of my producers Jerry Weintraub who produced it all the oceans, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, referred to it as Lakasha Foal on steroids. <laughs> so it's um, it's it's really not like anything else I've done. Wow! Uh, but that, really, that Michael and Matt are amazing.
0: And that's the way to go out. Then are you really going out though, Stephen? Come on, you. Can't, I got nothing. I got nothing planned. There's nothing. There's no film that you've always wanted to make that someone could say, "Come off your." Your, your film no, tractor then, like then, Favre and- no
6: the, then, then you can imagine the first line of everything written about it which is he came back for this
0: oh if it doesn't
6: work is what you're saying well even if it does like there's no there's just no you know I don't know look maybe but at this point it's just uh, I know it's taking it's taking a while for, for Jules to get used to coming home and I'm sitting there <laughs>
0: But so, how All do you time. how do you scratch? You still have to have an itch here, right? I mean, are you are you
6: writing? Or are you doing? That's where that's where dry ice comes in. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of things I want to say, and I think this may be the way to say this. Say it in rap form. Now that is a retirement. That's that's it's music. Music's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, my music is
0: okay. Well, and when is when does uh, Behind the Candelabra hit?
6: The small uh, end of May. End of May. Yep.
0: I look forward to that. Uh, Steven, you are, you are the one and only. There is no one well, else like I, you.
6: I guess well, every two years we'll do our thing.
0: Well, you know what? I, 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 and I'll say this anyway. It would uh, depress me greatly if uh, Side Effects is the last time I go to a movie theater and see something new from you. It would be disappointing. I'm just going to throw that out there.
6: Well, I, uh, I feel your pain. <laughs> okay, dry ice. <laughs> Take care. Say
0: hello to Jules for me, please. Will I you? will. Speak to you soon. My missus sends her best as well. Thank you. Take care. Steven Soderbergh, everybody. Steven F. Soderbergh.
4: Some insights right there.
0: There are some insights. There are some insights.
5: Good stuff. Who knew,
0: who knew he uh, could... See, remember I told you he works on a different plane and a different level than most of us mere mortals on the planet. <laughs> who knew that he could take the GoDaddy commercial and bring it to another <laughs> level? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that's the kid from the social network.
4: And he talked to Fincher, yeah, Fincher about well, it. Fincher, right. I hadn't seen I mean, it yet, called... so I watched oh, it after it is while he was you so were talking to him.
0: He's was... told me that Fincher is a huge NFL nut. Really, huge. Which Joel McHale told me that too.
5: Gotta get him on.
0: Huge and if, well I, but but as I told uh, Joel McHale, this was before he he came on. Uh, he was getting ready to come and shoot the special. He told me that, and uh, I'm like, but he's 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 always shooting somewhere in Sweden or right. Holland or whatever. But apparently, he gets the Game Pass
5: oh yeah law
0: what is it the overseas is it the Game Pass yeah Game
5: Pass uh, is overseas Game Rewind is domestic
0: yeah he's got all of it apparently but at any rate I mean so there's that
4: um, so you haven't seen any of the commercials yet
0: I I saw the Clyde you've because Susie and the Leon Sandcastle said you gotta see this yeah and she started crying
4: in it because she's a horse
0: she's a horse person right and you know saw that
4: and Um, the Sandcastle came out amazing that was my favorite
0: Leon Sandcastle was a, was great.
4: It, was, it a, came it came out. Awesome.
0: Kudos to the NFL Network. Who came up with NFL that idea? Department. Do you know? Uh, I don't know off the top of my yeah. head.
5: Yeah, Sarah, uh, Sarah Swanson, Sarah Swanson, Swanson and her group in marketing in their group yeah. uh, did it. They were they were pretty excited. Superb. That they
0: out. should be because that yeah. was a home run. Home run. Touch them all.
4: And I I, had to, I tweeted out immediately. I can't wait for the actual Chiefs to actually try and draft. And Stone
0: Street, I think, Leon tweeted St- out <laughs> separately yep. um, that he would be more than happy for the Chiefs <laughs> yeah. to draft Leon Sandcastle.
5: Yeah, the, I
4: think the First Chiefs, overall, were, the and, Chiefs and,
0: liked and, it. And they already created a Twitter account at Leon Sandcastle that is, currently has over 18,000 followers. Yep. It, uh,
5: right now, it has a shelf <laughs> and, life all the way through draft.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to keep it. They're, they got they got fun stuff in store. And I
4: think uh, our buddy Darren Ravel tweeted out that some people at NFL Shop had already ordered some Chiefs Sandcastle jerseys. I
0: mean, it's, that's that's when you know that you've got it going and you you, you hit it right. Yep. But I haven't seen uh, too many other of their commercials. But that's why S- Steve uh, Soderbergh. You see how I mean? Again, and I, to keep going back to this, he had notes. Notes. He I, I notes. can only
4: imagine what his when, sheet of paper with the notes looked he like. He took
0: notes throughout the entire
4: day.
5: And he's not afraid to criticize. No. He, well, American, he wants the Star-Spangled Banner pulled out. Yeah, I know.
4: He wants a new anthem. Francis Scott like. Key. He wants to a come new up with you know, a new anthem. The hell with
5: well, Francis I mean, Scott you Key. Know, you always got to look
0: for, uh, for a, new, a new way of doing
4: things. I guess. I mean, Alicia Keys' anthem was long. It hit the, yeah, it hit if the, you over. Bet the over. If you bet the it, over it hit on the, that. It was 2.05, and I think she went like 2.18 or something. Yeah. That's long. But
0: um Yeah, he thought what he I, I, I didn't ask him for a grade on Nance and Sims, but he didn't uh tell he you what, loves Gruden, he loves him some Gruden and by the way, somebody has to pull Scott Hansen off the ceiling when he when, when they tell him that Steven Soderberg
4: loves is what a fan. he does and yeah. how he does it. Yeah.
0: I think I I don't know if anybody I, I don't know if we're gonna be able I feel if Scott Hansen Yeah he that, should be like Rich Dalrymple, as Aikman said, his head gets so big they gotta Grease the side of his head down so he could fit him through the door,
5: and then him, uh, him, him calling back to the Far of podcast comment, which I played as yeah. well with it. That was that was great. He's
0: out there watching, man, and uh, again, go see Side Effects. Um, a great movie. It is fun, fun movie making as he always does. Really intense, and as he said, you won't look at your medicine cabinet the same again.
4: I'm a little afraid now. Well, uh, I mean, uh, especially cont- after Contagion. Contagion. Yeah, yeah. You fist
0: pound after Contagion. You don't shake the hands after contagion.
4: Yeah, elbow maybe. And
0: then, and then there's the uh, Liberace movie. And then that's it. it. I hope he reconsiders.
5: Maybe he does TV after. Uh, (laughs) Do it like an HBO series or something. You want to suggest that that to him? I mean, you know, set that
0: up. No. We'll get the we'll get the latex salesman Academy Award director summit going on.
4: <laughs> Come on, I got some script ideas. We'll, we'll, the latex salesman, the latex
0: salesman who who put up the podcast before we left, Carson Daly, as if it was the Daily News with an eye. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, that wait one. a minute. What else do we have? I, the whole. What else do the we have? Quite a few. The whole, guy does a great job. The podcast doesn't exist without him. But of course, no, of we gotta. Course we gotta. Yeah,
2: of
7: course. We the
0: gotta whole tweak blurb. a little
7: bit. Tweak a little bit. Oh man.
0: Let's pay it off. What do we have for our competition? Who won the Rich Eisen podcast fantasy football challenge in the playoffs on NFL.com? It wasn't
4: any of us. The
0: (laughs) winner of this calls into the podcast. We hope this person is not an axe murderer.
5: No. We will do some vetting. We will uh, vet. This person
0: must be suitable for broadcast. We, but who took down the ball of wax and what was this person's lineup for the Super Bowl? Can we yeah, tell absolutely. that?
5: Absolutely. We'll start off with how, uh, I how think the it's,
4: three I of think us, the guy who was winning heading into the weekend, I
5: think uh, it's the same guy. Rich Eisen finished in 4,000th, ninth yeah. place. Didn't,
0: ha- didn't help that I forgot to set my lineup for the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, you know, that's what points. happens when you do 120 live hours of television, <laughs> people. This my bad. True. It's not an excuse, <laughs> but I will use it as one. I, okay.
5: I finished about 2,500 above you at 1,614.
0: And Brockman took it down. Brockman
5: took it down uh, at 2,33. 2,33. Thank you. Brockman came in.
0: What about uh, about Josh Charles? We're very interested in how he finished up. uh, I'm
5: going to scramble and find his. I was looking. He's not in the top 70 because I just looked. Although Law Dead finished 61. Whoever had Law (laughs) Dead
2: uh, uh, finished sixty first. Excellent.
5: Shout out to him. But the winner um, is, and excuse me for pronouncing this because your name is Complicated, but uh, Jot Pabas picks. That's J O T P E
0: So the person who was leading after the wild card weekend. round and after the divisional round, the same person who led after divisional and championship weekend, did not take this down.
5: No, he he was he was winning after those. I think I
0: know, but cha- that, oh, the, this is the yeah. Who won it? Yeah, who took it down. Jot Pabas? Um, no, there was it was a there was a different name.
4: Really?
5: Pot belly, I think. Oh yeah,
4: maybe. But this guy the guy who won our contest was third overall. Wow.
5: Yeah, so he was really close. Yeah. So
4: what was um, wh- So yeah,
5: so, so who is, is this th- again? What is his name again? J O T uh-huh P mm-hmm. uh, apostrophe S picks. So oh boy. Third boy. How are we
0: going to find this person if we can't even pronounce their, you know, gerrymandered name? What I can, we-
5: I can get to their I can get to NFL. Attaboy. We'll figure out his name. Or and that
0: person should should yeah. accordingly uh, hit the at the Eisen podcast or one of us yep. to say hey I won and then we'll vet it
5: exactly and we yep. will vet from there. But his uh, final lineup uh, he had a four- or her or her or her or her excuse me yes uh, a, a four time bonus on the following he had Colin Kaepernick all the way Ray Rice all the wow. way Frank Gore all the way Crabtree. Uh, Justin Tucker and the Ravens D.
4: All with four times. All the way? All
5: the way through. Wow. Starting week one. Oh, man. Um, He lost Julio Jones and Tony Gonzalez in round three, and he replaced them with Randy Moss and Vernon Davis. So, pretty, pretty impressive. uh, If this
0: person had only gone with Dennis Pitta. And Bolden. And Bolden.
4: He would have yeah. won the whole thing. That would have been or, a shoot match situation. Jacoby
0: Jones, too. Oh, yeah, Jacoby I mean. Jones, right.
5: Who I think should have I was going to say, time. I thought he should have been MVP, ah, too. I
0: know. When you run one back, 108 yards. And the touchdown there, catch was all his. From there. That was but, all him. Hey, man. You go with the the quarterback. Is Look, the
4: Flacco MVP, had a great game.
0: That's it. I mean, Flacco had three touchdowns in the first half. Yep and um, 280, yard,
4: 280 yards 280 um, yards but
5: That's let's it. give a i'm going to give a few shout outs here too to the people that finished pretty high up as well and whose names are hopefully
0: pronounceable <laughs> well not really not, not
5: many people's names are uh, pronounceable but uh Hiankathis finished in second uh, we have additional prizes we'll give out, uh, vetted out based on whether you're an international listener or domestic. If you're mm-hmm. domestic, we can give you Game Rewind. You can go back, watch any of the games from the season, also stream stream some live NFL Network uh, coverage. If you're an international listener, we can get you a game pass, um, but that can't be given out domestically. Mm-hmm. So um, Just hit us up on Twitter, at Chris Law, at Chris Brockman, or at The Eisen Podcast, and we'll vet some things cool. out. Who won it all? Uh the guy who won it all. Or lady, or come lady. on man, stop being so. And they get Super Bowl sexist. tickets, right? They
0: get they're going to New York. They're going to New Jersey next wow. year.
5: Yeah, they're they're going to uh to New Jersey. Uh Jan Keybar's picks.
0: Okay. Then what's what I was just curious the difference between that and, and sure. our winner. They
5: actually had uh four times the bonus on everybody. Ah, oh, that's it. And they had Anquan Bolton and Dennis Pitta.
0: So this wow. was so basically this was the person's original they put this in. Yes. If you put th- if you put this in back on January third, if yep. you put this into your computer that was the winner.
5: Yeah, you and so he. So some
4: that you know that's she, the way it is.
0: You just gotta you gotta get it right the first time. Right.
4: You gotta get the teams who are gonna play in the Super Bowl. So, and
0: so that so basically, somebody go went to get, give me the give me the, the yeah. Answer. The
5: only difference that uh, between this person's picks was Joe Flacco from the start, not Kaepernick.
0: In, so instead of Kaepernick, yeah. So, so Josh Charles was one eighth of the way there. <laughs> one. Not how many how many choices are there? Nine or ten? What? How many is it? Are to uh, choose?
5: Eight. There's eight. There's eight. You choose eight, yeah.
0: So yeah. I got him one eighth of the way there, yeah. man. Who else? I think Joe Charles had uh, the exact Smith same as, too, the, right? as
5: the other guy, other than those two with uh, Dennis Pitta.
0: No, no, but the other guy then. Oh, but but the other guy had to replace two Falcons. Yeah,
5: he re- he had Dennis Pitta right. and Anquan Bolden. and
0: Anquan Bolden from the start. Yeah.
5: Yep.
4: So damn. At, damn,
0: so uh, great play, and, and everyone Bolden. else was the same for the 49 er choices. Yep,
5: yep. same forty nine er. He had the Ravens defense and Justin Tucker as his kid. That's right? it, man. So. If
0: you had put, if you sat down at the computer, said Harbaugh, got to be a Raven fan to choose Flacco. Of course, this yeah. person must be a Raven fan. It
5: had to be. There's no other. For, way. To
0: cho- there's no other reason to choose Flacco. It's kind of like those March Unless Madness pools. Unless your last pools, name is Flacco,
5: like like when a, when a 15 or seed Charles. goes far, the people that always win the March Madness pools are like the kids that went to George Mason in 2006 right, right, right. or wherever that was. But uh, yeah, so wow,
0: that was fun though. I wasn't even close. <laughs> I mean to say, fourth. what were you, Dude, 4, I wasn't even. I didn't even cross the date line. Forget about area code or zip code. <laughs> I wasn't even in the right Greenwich Mean Time. I wasn't even any. I, I might not even be on the planet. That's how far off I was. But you got to be smart. You just got to sit down. Before I'll know this for next year. I'm making a mental note. You just got to go. Two teams. This is who I think is making the Super Bowl, and that's it. Right? Yeah. And if it happens, <clears throat> you've got a shot. And if not, you have no shot. That's basically the way you have to win this thing.
5: Yep. You've got to keep it narrowed down to two teams. Is
0: there a way for you to tell the point difference between who won it for us and who didn't? Would, oh, would, yeah. Would, well, no, it couldn't have been. Because if I went put it in Bolden,
2: the you question is, would
0: Kaepernick have had more points for, at the four times throughout the entire experience than Flacco? Right? Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? I can, like yeah, if that person right. had just had single points from Flacco and Pitta or this person had no shot.
5: Uh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like oh, going uh, in, guy, like they
0: right. Were, right. it was already uh, closed
5: out. Yeah, That involves an awful lot of thinking, and I've just been in New Orleans for eight days, and my brain cells are not functioning. And math, uh, and he went
4: to Penn State, Rich. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, that is a deadly on. combination. Come on. <laughs> Penn State is that's a, a, that's a that's It's a ruinous combination. It's too easy. Says the Syracuse grad. Too
4: easy.
0: Anything
5: else? Uh, we also are going to go back next week, uh, and we'll award the REP picks, e. picks right? for next week, um, and we'll get next whoever week. The closest. You're going to
0: have to. You're going re- to. I don't know about next week, dude. I'm letting you know right now.
5: <laughs> well, Brock I, and I, I have,
0: host. have to take. I. Ha- I mean, That's
4: true. Law and I can do a recap. Yeah, we'll just
5: do. A oh, full you want to do something? We'll do. Just...
4: A, we'll do a behind the well, scenes season recap, you, and I you I can. Know, man. You can phone in from the dog park you or don't something.
5: Don't trust handing uh, off the reins to. You know, it's going to be called Overtime, R.E.P. Overtime, Brockman and Law.
0: You already come up with a
4: name for
5: it? We might have talked about this once or twice before.
4: <sighs> Months ago. <laughs> all right.
5: If you want uh, Brockman and I to do this, just tweet at Rich uh, to let to let us do it. And judging by okay. his responses on his uh, <laughs> inbox. Do you, have any, do you
0: have a Super Bowl international shout-out?
4: Not one individually, but just all of the international followers in general get a, get a shout-out. Because I appreciate all of you, and... It's been a great, great season. All the tweets I get, I try to respond to most of them. And
5: I get the latex salesman
2: bit. Wow, that's a really? pretty weak sauce problem. Really? Yeah,
5: because people send stuff to you.
2: I'm shouting saying, out Give to, me the to shout everybody. Out. But, yeah,
0: but that's a, do you think that makes everybody feel great? Or I mean, makes them think like, hey, I sent you a text. I sent you a t- I mean, I sent you a tweet. Yeah, but I respond to them, I respond want to hear to them their individually.
4: Names. I respond to people on Twitter all the time.
0: Well, it's because you're well, an accessible man.
5: Judging by your 11,000 tweets, obviously.
4: Wow. Yeah. Maybe you should be more one with the people. <laughs> All
0: right, so then that's it after uh, after a cop out. A- I mean, uh, international shout out, cop out.
4: Hold on, kill some time, and I'll come up with one here.
5: Well, we still have uh, the Oscars red carpet. Uh, well, we still we got to figure out who's going hopefully. on it, man.
0: Because um, we looked at Gronk. I'll throw that out there. We looked at Gronk, <laughs>
4: and, and then he And, and I don't know.
0: He was saying he could. He was saying that, you know the, his injury, and you know he had just had surgery, and. He was sort of hemming and hawing back and forth. He wanted but to do it, and then he didn't. And then, and then we see on TMZ, he's... Uh...
4: Dropping a DDT on his buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like stone cold stomach. That thing was crazy. <laughs> his friend.
0: <laughs> Which started with, I'm not mistaken, a bullseye, a uh, kick to the groin, right? <laughs> yeah, he's stone he stone cold. kicked his buddies <laughs> <laughs> right in the groin.
4: stone cold kick into a Jake the Snake DDT.
5: Uh, pretty phenomenal. Well, oh,
0: uh, I'm afraid he might do that on the red carpet. So well, um, yeah. that was our first choice.
5: And uh, we have some other ones because you know Ben
0: Affleck would go up to him in two seconds. Two flat. seconds.
5: Two. Yeah. seconds. I mean, last year with Heinz, it was there were guys walking up to him. All right, but, we'll and other was. but
0: that's going to be part of our 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 podcast special that I I assume programming is in is is, is has on the docket. I haven't heard a single yeah, thing. Yeah, t- i I'll, I'll talk to you. Right, It'll well, be a half hour show. We, yes, correct. We'll get some people from the combine because that's what's next. Yep. With my yeah. forty, we're going to do the Run Rich Run campaign again, where people can. Send in videos. It's going to be much bigger this year. It too. is going to be bigger this it's be a big year. a big deal. It'll so. be good. Um, Chris Law, great job. Thank you, sir. As always. I appreciate it. As always. Chris Brockman, great job in the edit bay. Putting that craziness you, to, in, into one-hour form. Is, that's a major, major talent. We
4: had a lot of source material, and it was a lot of fun. You know, the stuff that got cut out, obviously, was great, too. But the stuff to make it was the creme de la creme. So
5: if Thank it you. got cut out, listen to the audio version. Because you'll hear the, the, the Jim Nance did. interview, I thought, was... It was awesome, wasn't it? I mean, just to hear how, it was how serious he took the moment. He, of course
0: and he does. I mean, he's he's a broadcaster and you know, of the first you know top-rate
4: variety. He, he knows how lucky he is, and he really revels
0: and appreciates the moment. He does. the best. The best Always have the hitch in the throat. That's genuine.
2: We Always. saw. Uh,
5: you see, for me, what was cool too with about the Carvel thing is, you know, a lot of these guys. I, I have not met all of them, but like Scott Van Pelt and Wingo, they're talking with those guys. That was like one of the coolest moments. Those guys are Steve Levy. Steve we got, Levy yeah, we was were was a sitting mensch. There. They were just all we were all really sitting there cool. having some
0: good uh, Sports Center. Yeah, just memory lane stuff. I don't even remember what we were talking stuff. about, but it was fun.
5: Oh, uh, we got into a few of the commercials and yeah. stuff, and mm-hmm. it was that oh, was funny. Those guys you sometimes were just great. forget I was
0: there for seven years. Oh, nah. Well, sometimes you forget it.
5: No, I mean, come on now. I
0: but whole, uh, I had a whole different life before I came here. I did get SVP I feel to the commit. Same way, he's going
5: to he's going to he's <laughs> going to come on. So we'll get Who? him on. SVP, he's, he says for sure it's going to ah, happen. Oh, boy. Ah, Do we well, have
4: to clear that with
5: No, it's got be, it's been cleared already. With Norby? Everybody's cleared it. It's been cleared. It's been cleared.
0: Okay. Um yeah, I don't Berman, know if Berman I'm...
5: was on DP, yeah, right?
0: Dan, Dan Patrick had Chris Berman which was good.
5: Oh, I missed that. Yep. I was supposed to meet up with Seaton one of the nights, but uh, just in the chaos of everything didn't happen. So
0: Thanks again, you two. You're the yeah, best. You're the best, uh, have, I, uh, have, I, have I tap danced enough or you don't have one?
6: I
5: got one.
0: Go for it.
4: At Kirby 85 he was a UK fan staying up late on a work night, he said, to watch a Super Bowl. From where? From England. How do you know? Because he told me. <laughs> a bear bare thought for the UK fans, this is going to be a late one on a work night. Atta boy. Hashtag international shoutout. Boy. boy.: Thanks, Kirby. At, at thanks, per, everybody else. Yes,
0: and for uh, at Chris Law... And at Chris Brockman, I am at Rich Eisen for At The Eisen Podcast, presented by Chevy. want to thank uh, Troy Aikman. I want to thank Joe Montana. And the one and only great Steven Soderbergh Go See Side Effects. Not only a great movie, it is quintessential Steven Soderbergh filmmaking. It's the last one. He can't do that.
4: Second to last one, right? Well, it's the, the last p- one that
0: you go in the movie theater no, and on the Because it's, it's on, on the other HBO, one's right? on HBO yeah. Which we'll hopefully have him on for May, because... I've already seen a little bit of that, too. And it's off the wall. (laughs) I can imagine. It is crazy. Um, I want to thank them all, and uh, thank you guys again. Signing off. Super Bowl uh, is over. Congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens. They are world champions.
2: Stay listening, friends.